And now it's time to bait our hooks, cast our nets, drop our poles in the water, and fish for some jokes with Down on the Dock. to uh, Down on the Docks, episode 70. My name's Chris Neff. I'm joined, as always, by my uh, good friend and producing partner and co-host, Dave Sarah. How are you, buddy? Hello. Yeah, that's what we like to hear. <laughs> Hello. Um, man, we're already getting good, great comments about this uh, this diamond dock that we're on. Uh, a lot of people are fascinated. They had no idea about uh, lab-grown diamonds. And uh, many people are now that I've talked to... Mm-hmm. They're like, I gotta find out if what I've got on my hand is lab grown. Oh boy! <laughs> a couple of women contacted me. Did you? Uh, no, just a couple of husbands contacted you and were like, "What the fuck do you think you're doing?" Yeah, I, I, I it was all women. Okay, they were like, sure. "I gotta go check this shit out." Yeah, now. I bet. Anyway, uh, this I is wonder. This is part I wonder two. what the percentage out there is these days. Well, here's an over-under question for you, because okay. we'll answer this at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. What do you think the current market value is for lab-grown in relationship to legit mine diamonds? Like, you know that it's lab-grown versus... And you know that it's lab-grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, let's say you have a, a diamond that's okay. worth 500 bucks. Okay. What do you think the lab-grown equivalent, yeah. same cut, clarity, all yeah, that shit is right. going to be? Um, I'm going to go with the... Uh, right now, I'm going to go with the over. Okay. you're So you're going to say lab-grown is, is more, more expensive okay. than regular diamond. Okay. That's well, what I'm going to say. Um, Dave, tell everybody uh, that loves this podcast uh, what they can do to help us out around here. Yeah. You go to Instagram at Download the Docs Pod. If you want to find us on Twitter, you go to... Down in the Docs, you can send us an email, downinthedocs at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on Apple iTunes, uh, which doesn't exist anymore, but Apple Podcasts exists. Oh, really? Yes. Hmm. Apple. This, there was like a whole controversy with like- They um, didn't even change people, the color of the button. People, it's still purple. People losing their libraries and stuff like that. Oh, Something wow. went bankrupt. Anyway, or you can leave us a review on Spotify as well. I think we got some at the end of the show. We will read yours. Tell them how much you hate me in the comments. But leave a five-star review, please. I need them to get through the day. Okay. The weekend. And Dave, of course we know uh, it takes a village to put this podcast together. Yes. We have a research department. We have a, right. a production department, mm-hmm. a post department, which is you. Yes. We have creative, which is me. Uh-huh. And uh, of course, we have advertisers. It doesn't see, actually, you're pretty, when you say creative, like you just sit here and you're like the. I just read you. Yeah. You're not, so even, you don't you're think not even Larry King. <laughs> so hold you're on. just a newscaster. You you're just, the weatherman. You just think that what I read comes out of nowhere. There's no structure, there's no formation to anything I Piece do. He's a guy could go to formation. Okay. Dude. Exactly. So um, uh, let us let our listeners know who this week's uh, uh, episode is sponsored by, if you don't mind. This week's episode of Down on the Docks is brought to you by Broccoli Farms, established in 2016 San Diego, California, by cannabis entrepreneur Anthony Bird. Broccoli Farms is a modern take on cannabis brands around the world. By combining new terminology involving cannabis worldwide, Anthony created a cannabis brand that uniquely represents the entire cannabis industry as one. 
Broccoli Farms. Are you sure it's not cannabis industry has four, maybe? The lowest delivery minimum in San Diego. Fair prices and quality products makes Broccoli Farms one of the best deliveries in San Diego for almost a decade. Be sure to mention, we got to change that to a decade pretty yeah. soon. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Be sure to mention Down the Docs podcast for 15% off your next order, along with first-time patient gifts and rewards. Fuck that pussy. <laughs> Check them out today on Instagram at broccolifarm619 and daves.sarah. Sticky strips. Sticky <laughs> strips. I'll accept standard brand as well. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Standard brand is also. Is that's that's a leading brand? Standard brand? Standard and sticky are my two favorite. Okay. They're the only ones that I can uh, really like trust what that it's gonna do the thing. I had the Stizzy brand edibles over the uh-huh. weekend. Very expensive. Only a hundred milligrams. It felt slightly more than it. Hold on, only a hundred milligrams. You for put fifty dollars no, for thirty dollars. Well, it's kind of it's expensive. So one dose is a hundred milligrams. I don't even doubt. No way. Uh, okay. No way. I mean, it. it uh, honestly, it, there's a lot that goes into. It. We're not going to go into that no. right now. But like, what but do you typically like, take? Some people. Well, I can. I can take it down. I, know. I mean, on a normal day where I'm not doing other. Cocaine? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, probably two to four hundred, but then if I am doing cocaine, six hundred to a thousand. Okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get into nothing lasts forever. Directed. That's by Dave Ball right there. Jason Cohn. Um, this is part two. Yeah. So if you are listening back up <laughs> to episode sixty nine yeah. and start with part one. Well, as you remember, we finished about halfway through the show, and Aja Raiden who is the jewelry designer and the comic relief in this documentary, she left us uh, learning that there is a cottage in industry for fake birth certificates for fake or lab-grown diamonds. So, you know, in the past, you got to have your GIA cert yeah. just for your legit diamond. Now you have your IA cert. <laughs> Probably. AI. Excuse me, I meant to say AI. Yeah. I'm an idiot. All right, well, remember the De Beers guy? Yeah. He's the guy that married Dude, they, in. I didn't realize it's actually spelled like... The beers, kind of like the bears. Yeah, but it's. I thought it was like spelled like like D A B I R E S or something oh, like that. Oh, really? D-A-B, yeah, like I th- I didn't think it was spelled no, it's the, the beers. beers. It's the beers. Fucking trash. So, the interviewer sits down with the De Beers guy, Stephen Lucier, and he says, "Can you talk a little bit about the mixing scandals that were coming up? This has been kind of inside baseball in the industry. Everybody knows about mixing." But it's still a challenge, right? Right. This is Adpocalypse all over again. Adpocalypse, very yeah, very similar. Yeah. And Steven says it's fake views with real views. Well, that's why De Beers has to respond to that. Because we heard stories of mixing, and it doesn't matter to me whether it's, you know, a 10 carat diamond, you know, or something that's worth a half a million dollars, or whether it's a one-pointer. Uh the 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 promise you're making is that they're all miracles of nature. Yeah. The role diamonds play are about marking important moments in life with something that is intrinsically rare and precious. And you can't make that. It's impossible. It's not about the money. <laughs> so whenever right. you hear somebody say it's not about the money, it's yeah, about, about the, the money. fucking money. Of course it is. But it's about precious things, you know? Uh, they cost money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, do you remember John Janik, uh, the owner of Extrapy lab-grown diamonds from Salt Lake City? Sure, uh, yeah. He just says flat out, it's all greed. It's and, all, all greed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And course, the interviewer I mean, says, what do obviously. you mean? 
And he says, you know, if you want to make it's money. It's not even just greed. It's also too like, you already got this machine going. And like, what are you going to do? Stop the machine and just give it all. It almost costs more money to stop doing it. Absolutely. Once you turn <laughs> you on the presses, I mean? bro. Dude, you can't turn them off. Bro, People yeah. die. Buddy, and we've talked about it's this like a headache with the counterfeiting. It's like, oh god, I gotta, I gotta sell everything. Oh god, yeah, I gotta pay my wife out half. Okay, yeah, and I've got to pay off my, uh, you know, mafia connections in front of the cash for this. I know, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean you're gonna stop? You ain't gonna stop. Um, Don the jeweler, it's a fugazi. Yeah, what's a fugazi? Fake. It's a fake. <laughs> it's such a great movie, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, John says, you know, if you want to make money off of these mines, you've got to pretend like they're scarce. Mm-hmm. You know, for many, many, many years, people only found diamonds in riverbeds, in streams in India. But then at some point, Strip people... Clubs. <laughs> that's uh, Those are sequins and glitter. <laughs> Close enough under the light, uh, I meant the stripper's name was Diamond. Uh, <laughs> even better. Uh, but then at some point, people found that there's these deep deposits called kimberlites. Mm-hmm. Now... Also a stripper name. <laughs> I think I'm, it's one of my fucking, uh, my cows was fucking, I named one of my cows that. She was a good cow. You know, Kimberlite pipes, they're not rare. They're all over the world. Uh, <laughs> I know what you're thinking. You want to give some pipe to Kimberlite, no, no, huh? Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's fine. I've gotten over it. <laughs> you were thinking about I kept, it, though. I, you know what's funny? I keep spelling it with the K-I-M. No, it's it's, it's Kimber. K-A-M. K-I-A-M. B-E-R. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, John... <laughs> so that's, that helped me get over it. Spelling it not like Kimberly well, helped me. Well, John basically says, so the reality is the diamond is one of the most common gemstones on the face of the planet. But is that in relation to... Is that okay? Is that because we mine a shit ton of diamonds because of <laughs> probably <laughs> like nobody's out there fucking trying to shit no. out rubies because nobody's there's looking for the topaz. Nobody's looking They're for like, there's rubies or mica. Yeah, I mean that's a that's good sh- question. I don't know, but he says it's the most common of the gemstones. On I mean, the they face take the like my what's your birthstone? Uh, I forget. I don't give a fuck. What's your month? Uh, October. Okay, I don't know what it is. I'm not gay, yeah. but. Yeah. My, I know mine is garnet. You know what they use garnet for? Uh, no. Slant, I'll, I'll, I'll stop you there. Water yeah. blasting. <laughs> Water pressure blasting Water machines? pressure blasting machines. And That's like it. sawing machines. and kind of, Like it's used. It's like. It's nothing. It's they, worthless. It's, 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 no, is, no, it's tough. It's, well, uh, it's, it's, it's weird that it's you mentioned that. It's, it's useful. It's resourceful. I had an ex-girlfriend and she was Ruby. And I was like, motherfucker. Fucker. Yeah. Well. So whenever I get her something, yeah. I couldn't like go get like an amethyst huh. or like fucking opal or any of this yeah. cheap shit. Yeah. I had to go get her rubies. Yeah. I mean, real amethyst isn't too bad. Opal's garbage. Rubies, like, well, hold very on though. Decently did you, nice. Did you, uh, rubies are beautiful. Did you see uncut gems? I've never seen it. No. Oh, dude. He, he's, he buys I'm, it. Not, I'm not saying that there isn't a fucking very expensive version of these yeah, things. Yeah. I just mean like in general. Yeah, I no, I mean, this. it kind of blew me away yeah. that like he was buying he's getting garnet that earrings. was worth that much money. Even though it is red. I mean, it still looks kind of pretty, but, and it looks right. cool going to the water like, machine. Well, and like, if you're, isn't it like if you're April, you get pumice or something and you're like, what the I, fuck? I, I don't know, but I know one of the months is diamond. Or, uh, oh, of course. But yeah. then there's like Man, I obsidian. You know? I don't think there's obsidian. And obsidian's lava rock. Yeah, no, I think it's one of them. You think so? I, I don't, don't think know. So. Don't uh, think normally so. we'd look it up. We got too much no, shit no, to go no. through. Fuck that, dude. All right. Well, 
Aja says, but De Beers keeps them off to the side and says, no, we don't have that. We don't know what you're talking about. And of course, they control the prices. Well, John says they want you to continue believing that your natural gemstone is valuable and unique and rare and precious, just like your love. But it's not. It's just like everybody else's. Now, I'm assuming he also isn't just referring to the rock. He's referring to the relationship. Yeah, he's like fucking. Yeah, your wife, your woman's garbage. Don't worry about her. You're fucking her. Your relationship shit. It's not yeah, as good yeah, as you think yeah. it is. We've looked at the numbers. Fifty-four percent of marriages end in divorce. Yeah. So stop acting like your relationship. The inside of her stomach is a barren wasteland. It's never going to produce any more children. <laughs> oh my God, you're brutal. Know, give me a little. Up, give me a little Simpsons music, Dave, because I want to talk. Talk about Kimberlites. Bring. Oh, thank you. Soundboard's down my, today? Soundboard's down. <laughs> okay. Down. Kimberlite yeah. is an igneous rock and a rare variant of peridotite. Okay. Peridotite. The fuck you called me, dude? <laughs> it's most commonly known to be the main host matrix for diamonds. Mm-hmm. Now, it's named after wait, the wait, ta- wait. The most, the most, say that again, host matrix? It's what it says, man. Okay. So where do the create? So where do the uh, research department come up with? Explain to me. I'm just joking. Go, say it one more time. That last sentence. It is most commonly known to be the main host matrix for diamonds. Okay. okay. And where was this place again? This is not a, a where. Okay. Okay. It's a what now? Kimberlite. Kimberlite is the igneous rock. Ah. Okay. Ignatius. Um, I know it's igneous. Yes. Yeah, okay. So it's like, it's what they call it in its raw form. Is that what it's supposed to be? Why don't you let me just talk about, you oh, learn, okay. shut the fuck up. Okay. okay. It's, <laughs> these are the deposits where diamonds are yeah, found. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kimberlite. Kimberlite. So it's named after a town of Kimberley in South Africa, where oh, the okay. discovery mm-hmm. of an 83.5 carat uh, diamond called the star uh, of South Africa. We talked right, about right, right, it briefly. Right, right. Yeah. In 1869, that's where it spawned a diamond rush and the digging of what we now know as open pit mines. Yeah. Specifically, the big hole. Yeah. Um, now, previously, the term kimberlite has been applied to uh, olivian lamperites as kimberlite too. However, this has been in there. Now, kimberlite occurs in the Earth's crust in vertical structures known as kimberlite pipes. Okay as well as igneous dikes. Cool. <laughs> okay. Um, kimberlite also occurs uh, as horizontal sills. Now, kimberlite pipes are the most important source of mine diamonds today. The consensus on kimberlites is that they are formed deep within the mantle. Now, how deep do you dikes think these things... Dikes and mantles, <laughs> dude. I'm fucking getting hard over here, Chris. How, how deep do you think these things are um in, in, from sea level no 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 because you've got crust <laughs> I, I, i'm saving myself some time continue I, I think you've got crust and then it goes mantle right oh that's what you mean like in the okay yeah so, so how it's getting deep? down it's getting down into the manskis huh? yeah so how deep wow. do you think you have to go to find one of these kimberlite pipes i'm gonna say a mile and a half dude 93 to 280 miles what the fuck, dude? Yeah, bro. We go that far down into the, apparently, into the earth? To, yeah. I, I thought, wow. Yep. How many, how far have we gone into the ocean? 
uh to f- well look at the titanic bro it's yeah. only like what four miles down or four kilometers yeah and I then think, I don't the think mariana trench eight, i don't think we've got more than eight miles down yeah well no i don't think so i don't think the mariana trench goes that deep bro or three miles okay yeah, that's I crazy well obviously the water pressure is completely different but i yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know when when is the uh when is the inner cr- and the outer crust start or not or the inner isn't there like two levels of mantle there's crusted mantle crusted fucking mantle yeah, okay sounds like, like a, sounds like a okay. duo from fucking from Tennessee Seals and Crofts. <laughs> yeah, it's about Crusty Mantle. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the stage. Yeah, they start off. They got a little Scalar brother bit at the beginning. Um, all right. So anyway, these uh, Kimberlite pipes—they're potentially from uh, anomalously enriched exotic mantle compositions, mm-hmm. and they are erupted rapidly and violently often with considerable carbon dioxide and other volatile compounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is this depth of melting and generation that makes kimberlites prone to hosting diamond xenocrysts. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, despite its relative rarity, kimberlite has extracted attention yeah. because it serves as a carrier of diamonds and garnet. Ooh. Yeah. See, you resourceful. So how come the garnet isn't worth shit? It's just probably not worth shit. Okay. Maybe it might not be hard enough. Well, I it, don't know. I have no idea. It's probable. I'm a gemologist. D- uh, derivation. Is it gemologist or geminologist? It's not. There's no N. <laughs> Gemino- yeah. It's not demonologist. Yeah. Geminologist. Geminologist is somebody who uh, knows everything about the space program, specifically the Gemini. <laughs> I fucking okay. retarded. Right. Now, it's probable derivation from depths greater than any other igneous... Gemini, not Gemini. Buddy, you're wrong. It's Gemini? Oh, God. The Gemini nerds. Crick. The nerds. Like Gemini. All the NASA dorks. Gemini. They'll correct you. Yeah. And they'll be like, it's Gemini. It's actually Gemini. They yeah. just do that? It's they just they, do it they to just be fucking... To fucking yeah, like... To, be like, oh my God, I'm a Gemini. Okay. All right, go on. Um... It's probable derivation from depths greater than any other igneous rock type and the extreme magma composition that it reflects in terms of low silica content and high levels of incompatible trace element enrichment make an understanding of kimberlite petrogenesis important. In this regard... I feel like you're summoning a spirit right now, dude. <laughs> I'm Jesus just trying Christ. not to fuck sorry, up any of these words. I'm trying to get like... Uh, Christian, the study of Kimberlite has the potential to provide information about the composition of the deep mantle and melting process occurring at or near the interface between the cratonic continental lithosphere and the underlying convecting asthenospheric mantle. I mean, at this point, I'm out of. I'm gonna be like, I went to that club the other day. Like, come on. Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Doesn't it go crust, mantle, and then core? I I think there's an upper mantle and a lower mantle. Uh huh. And I think they keep. Where did they go in the core? The the movie. Let me. Did they make it to the core? I I don't know. I don't know. But something tells me that there was only an upper crust and a lower crust. No, an upper mantle and a lower mantle discovered. After they found out the Earth's flat, and uh, oh boy, oh boy, there I'm goes our joking. listeners that we just added from last <laughs> week's episode. <laughs> I'm just joking. Let's talk about the morphology and volcan volcanology of this volcanology, volcanology, volcanology. The study of Spock. Let's go. Many kimberlite structures are emplaced as carrot-shaped vertical intrusions, termed pipes. 
The classic carrot. It's all pipes, Jerry. It's all pipes, Jerry. <laughs> the classic carrot shape is formed due to complex, intrusive process of kimberletic magma, <laughs> which inherits a large proportion of CO2. That's fucking crazy that they that this phenomenon uh-huh. is named after the city yeah. that it happened in. And not the stripper. <laughs> no, I mean, it, the city who's named after yeah. a stripper. All right. I so, mean, you know, it's anyway, after, I mean, you got lower amounts of H, H2O in this system. Right. And that produces a deep explosive boiling stage mm-hmm. that causes a significant amount of vertical flaring. I feel now, like boiling in my face right now. I know. Kimberlite classification is based on the recognition of differing rock facies. Facies. Mm-hmm. Not feces, faces. F A C I E S. Faces. Yeah. <laughs> Stop <laughs> making that faces. Gary, <laughs> let me kiss your little faces. So these differing faces are associated with a particular style of magmatic. It's probably facies. Magmatic activity. Magmatic. Namely, crater, diatremine, and hypabyssal rocks. The morphology of kimberlite pipes and their classic carrot shape is the result of explosive diatreme volcanism from very deep mantle-derived sources. Uh-huh. These volcanic explosives, explosions uh-huh. produce vertical columns of rock that rise from the deep magma reservoirs. Okay. So this is all lava, bro. So this is how it all creates diamonds? Yeah. That's the heat. Mm. So the uh, eruptions forming these pipes fracture the surrounding rock as it explodes bringing up unaltered xenoliths of periodotite to the surface. These xenoliths... So they're not like really actually there for thousands or hundreds of thousands. billions, bro. That long, huh? Yeah. The xenoliths provide valuable information to gemologists, or geologists rather, about mantle conditions and composition. The morphology of kimberlite pipes is varied, but includes a sheeted dike complex of tabular, vertically... Low-hanging fruit. Dipping feeder dikes. <laughs> <laughs> the mm, <laughs> in the feeder dikes of the pipe. Yeah, you know what a feeder dike is, yeah, right? Something you, it's you a s- gateway lesbian. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's a, That's how you it's, get it's a smaller fish that you feed to a bigger fish. <laughs> okay. Which extends down to the mantle. Now, within this uh, 93 to, oh, excuse me, 0.93 to 1.24 miles of the surface. The, the highly pressurized magma explodes upwards and expands to form a conical to cil- cylindrical diatreme. Got it. Which erupts to the surface. Now, the surface expression is rarely preserved, but is usually similar to a Mar volcano. Hmm. Kimberlite dikes and sills can be thin, one to four meters, while pipes range in diameter from about... 75 meters to 1.5 kilometers. Mm. I'm still blown larger. away. I'm still blown away that we go 93 miles to 280 miles deep. I mean, that's like driving to fucking Vegas, bro. You know, yeah, I don't that's know. a fucking deep hole. Like, does it start from the mountain? No, <laughs> even if it's a mountain, <laughs> okay, that only goes 18,000, 20,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. feet. <laughs> I know, I know, I don't know, dude. That's crazy. That seems. Yeah. I need to. I bet you Harry Stamper's drilled. We need to fact check ourselves. What's the name of the hole again? The big hole. The big hole. (laughs) How how big is the big (laughs) hole? 
Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> the picture of her uh, just came up. Wait a minute here. Just type. Why you know what you want to type in? Diamond, maybe. The big hole? Africa. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Does Does anything come up under the big hole? Africa. Or, you know, just, hey, Siri, how deep are diamond mines? The big hole, this is what it's talking about. Yeah. Saying, how big is the big hole? Yeah, Kimberly's famous hole. <laughs> <laughs> big hole. <laughs> That's it. Kim- <laughs> Kimberly like a roadhouse that you Kim- would want to stop Kimberley. off to. It, well, I mean, it looks like Kimberly. <laughs> like, it looks like Kimberly. Yeah. Um, bro, I think you got your numbers way off. Probably. Did I? Because it's saying here. It was X of X. I'm gonna keep going, but right at the, at this point, right now, we're yeah. saying. Well, here it says three thousand five hundred ninety five three thousand five hundred ninety nine feet. Oh, bro, you know what we fucked up? That's where, for, where formation occurs at depths between ninety three uh, and two hundred eighty miles. You're fucking retarded. So why aren't we going deeper? We to can. Get the stuff it's hard, that's, bro. That's keeps formed. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the? You gotta look into the money pit one day. I've seen it. Shelley Long. It's great. Tom Hanks. One of my favorite I know, movies. I mean, I don't know what it means. What is that? That's about? a movie. The Money Pit. What where they buy the house. What is it about? They buy a house. Okay. Then they're New Yorkers. No, this is not that. Well, this it's a great a, movie. This is actually like a a a, a hole that people throw cash into. We're trying to. It's called the stock market. <laughs> they're like, I don't even know how to get into it. Like people's. Uh, this guy was trying to f- get into this hole and he kept filling it up with water. Oh, giant. you're talking about the curse of Oak Island, bro. Oak Island. Okay. Dude. The way, one of my favorite topics of all time is Oak Island because. Obviously, this show has been on the show for 10 years. What show? The Curse of Oak Island on the History Channel. You don't know about this? No, I never watched it. This show's been on for like 10 years. It's Marty Lagina and his brother, who's a fucking mailman. Okay. And they've been digging for 10 years. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, God. That seems like garbage. Well, of course it's garbage. Yeah. The point is... They've been digging every for, single episode. They tell you the history of Oak Island. No, every single episode. They're oh, yeah. like, oh, we got a new clue yeah. and it's time to go in X nine or whatever the hole's called. Yeah. And they're like, X we found. Nine. No, it's called <laughs> this I, shit. I believe you. And then they consult old records from the fucking previous old timer that fucking built the hole. Yeah. And every it's the biggest cock tease of all time. They're like, we're getting close. Now, I think you just, you just I think holes just fill up with water naturally. Well, my point it's is a, this: it's a natural tactic for those people to keep us from getting it to the center. It is such a fucking scam because a, if they ever found anything, they got no show. Okay, okay, because the show's over once you find the fucking treasure. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But morons can't figure this out when they're watching it, and they're on season ten, and they're going, "This is the year that the Lagina brothers figure find the out. curse of Oak Island." Amazing. Well, I've never watched that uh, batch of uh, special needs children digging holes, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, th- I knew we didn't go that deep. Four thousand, almost not even four thousand, uh, four thousand. Harry feet. Stamper could. Let's fucking stamp it out. You don't baby. even know who that, that no. reference is. Oh, That's I don't know Bruce who. Willis's character in Armageddon. Oh, it's a good point. I should have realized that. One. Yeah, a lot but of I'm people give that movie shit. Not fifty years old. A lot of people give that movie shit. Yeah. Little tear. You, it's not bad. It's I mean, not awful. She's hot at the end and crying. Well, a lot of people and tear up naked. at the end when Bruce Willis looks She's at in ben, skirt. ben Affleck and says, I Ben love Affleck? You. Ben Affleck, you beat me to it. Did I say that? No, I don't know. Because I, I used Bert to say that. that. 
Uh, and he waves goodbye and he's like, you're my son. Ugh. And he runs out of oxygen yeah, or some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. I Bruce. Mean, yeah. Good old Bruce. Now, right. now he's like fucking finger painting. Oh, with poor like a, guy. I know. Well, I, here's the thing. Aww. There were like, there's a million people I wish that would have happened to. Not Bruce Willis. Yeah. He's the shit. <laughs> fucking. All right, let's get back to the show. Yeah. Uh, take us out with a little Simpsons music, please. Oh, I should have okay. done. That's what I was hoping you'd pick up. Okay. Well, we see some news footage. Chris Wallace is on the case. Um, and we see him in this old, like maybe early 80s grainy video. Mm-hmm. And he's in this room surrounded by bags of diamonds, like wall to ceiling. Yeah. Or floor to ceiling. Got it. He's like, all those bags all the way to the ceiling, those are diamonds? Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, yes. And he's like, well, how many other rooms do you have like this? Uh, about 28 rooms. Yeah. Uh, how many million carrots do you have down here? Uh, no, that is a commercial secret. <laughs> wow. So he's reporting from the largest uh, Russian uh, operation. Okay. I'm assuming it's that Alarosa place mm. they were talking about in the beginning. Okay. okay. And uh, he says, I can't tell you how many diamonds we have. It's secret for any organization storing diamonds. Well, back to Asha. She says there are enough diamonds for every man, woman, and child on the planet to have a half-carat diamond ring with a half a billion carats left over. (laughs) There are a lot of diamonds. They're not scarce or rare. So I'm sorry you're asking the only chick you got in the film, and I have nothing romantic to say about it, but they are an economic good, and they put them in ring holders. Yep. Love this girl. Yeah. She's right. fucking delivering yeah, it. So back to Lucier. Remember yeah. him at De Beers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you, you know, we're probably past peak supply. It's fascinating to me when I look back on how my life developed the way it did. Because my first interaction with the world of diamonds was actually well before I ever knew what I would end up within De Beers or within the diamond world. You know, I grew up in Schenectady. New York. <laughs> the old I mean Schenectady, maybe in the forties it was great. The old headquarters of General Electric. Well yeah, they the were 40, in the sixties, I'm sure Schenectady was like the shit. They were the early synthesizer of industrial diamond. A scientist at GE, Mr. Hall, he was the next door neighbor. Mm. He'd give me five dollars every time uh it snowed and I'd shovel his walk. Hmm. And the reporter says, well, Dr. H. Tracy Hall is a world-renowned chemist. He's one of the inventors of the first practical processes for making large quantities of man-made diamonds. And Lucier's, he's still reminiscing. It was a sidewalk, you know, from his front door and across the street. And I had to get my shovel out and he'd come out and inspect it before he'd give me the $5 bill. And the interviewer's like, do you remember Tracy Hall? (laughs) He's like, I remember him being very scary. Well, that's one of the most incredible stories from shoveling. You go from shoveling Tracy Hall's driveway to marrying an Oppenheimer. And he says, I did think subsequently, what if I just left a little bit more ice on that pavement? Yeah. Really? What? Jesus. This homeboy lived next door door to the guy at GE Mm -hmm. who created the first lab-grown diamond or Mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. And then he married in to the Oppenheimskis. Yeah. And it was like... Hey, gotta cut that shit out. Well, and now he's in De- with De Beers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
I uh, own the patent. You can't make another diamond without paying me a vig. Well, Aja says, I think that the fact that the very top brass at De Beers sat in a room with you, meaning the interviewer here, and signed a release, it's a sign of incredible weakness. Compared to five years ago, there would be no interview. Um, there would be no interview. There's a lot of reasons for that. One of them is if synthetic diamond jewelry ever takes a big market share, which I think it very well could, then it would end up like cultured pearls. No one would remember there was a difference between cultured diamonds and non-cultured diamonds. And I don't even bother keeping them separate in my jewelry boxes. Well, the interviewer says, the lab-grown and naturals, and we're back to Lucier, it seems to me that De Beers is as much of a mining company as it is a marketing company. Without the marketing, it can't exist, right? Well, Stephen says, if you want people to really absorb information, you need to be able to tell it to them in a way that is memorable. That's the definition of a storyteller. Stories are the only way in today's world people can absorb information at any depth. In the old days, it was more classic marketing. You know, I could buy NBC, CBS, and you all saw it in a week, but now it's more... It's more core. You need to take a step back. It's not about myths. It's about truth. And truth is a good thing if your story is a good one. Actually, here in Botswana, the world's leading producer of diamonds, there's a huge positive benefit created by the natural diamond. You know, sometimes mm. synthetic producers try and position their product as somehow uh, an ethical or environmental alternative. They say, oh, we don't make a big hole in the ground. And you're right. We do make a big hole in the ground. It's about two kilometers across in a country the size of France uh, with nothing around it but scrubland. You can look at that in one of two ways. You can look at that hole and say, there's a big hole in the ground. Or you can look at that hole and think, how lucky the people of Botswana were to have this two kilometer bit of land in that area, what were they gonna do with it? You know, have like 10 cows? <laughs> and in that hole. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, how much of the, how much of the top, top end are they really making over there in Botswanski? He's, he's, he's leading up his story. And in that hole has been this extraordinary transformation of a country from four miles of tarred road to 4,000 because of that hole in the ground. A doctor for every 50,000 people before diamonds, now there's a doctor for every 300. Hospitals, yeah. free education, it's because yeah, they get hurt. Yeah, because fucking everybody's getting hurt, dude. <laughs> they like, the fucking holes. They don't, they don't want to, they either don't want to get sued, which probably won't happen, but second of all, they also like, they're like it's uh, easier to fix these guys up than it is to lose them. Well, he says, why? Well, it's that hole in the ground. De Beers is an African company. A lot of us are based in London, but the deep ethos of our operations has Africa at its core. And there's nothing more important yeah. to an African than their environment. Uh -huh. In particular, their wildlife. That is so condescending, first of all. Well, this is the kicker. He says the most important part is their wildlife, and you need to protect that as well. You know, if I could bring every American engagement ring consumer here to see with their own eyes what diamonds do, 
they would never buy anything but a natural diamond. You actually say, geez, you know, why would you synthesize something when it could do such harm to this country? (laughs) The story is extraordinarily inspiring and has the great convenience of being true. And you show me another two-kilometer bit of the world that has done that. To beer's minds for the people, Dave. Yeah, I, I okay. mean, that should be there. I, I wish there were Olympic sponsors. Well, it's. I think they have been. Oh, my God, really? I mean, I, I mean, after what they went through in Qatar, I'm sure... Uh, Qatar. Qatar. I'm sure they will turn their blind eye these well, days for the money. Obviously, the director at this point makes an artistic decision in the film. Oh. And it, he inserts a picture... And we see a lion, mm-hmm. and it's just eating the insides out of a rhinoceros. So cool. that's his only like break from the storytelling of this. Okay. So he's clearly saying you didn't do shit for the wildlife. Yeah. You, you're probably causing this, you know, specific rhinoceros to get fucking, you know, almost extinct with your oh. with your story of saving the wildlife. Oh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like it was just poached. And yeah. Just eaten. Yeah. Mm. I guess maybe lions don't really go after rhinoceri. Here's the thing. I don't <laughs> know if it was a rhinoceri or okay. if it was an elephant, but it was oh, definitely a gray skin. gray. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And you that know. it does happen in Africa, though. Oh, the poaching? Not the poaching. Lions eating things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Including elephants. Yeah. I, uh, clearly. And probably rhinoceroses, maybe babies. Right. So maybe what you're saying is he could have, if he wanted to make a statement, we could have just seen like um, a family. I, he's, probably shitty. Like, he's probably his kids would, his kid was probably like, let's put this in, daddy. It's a cool picture. All right. I'll let you pick one picture. <sighs> Fucking kids got to talk. Um, let's check in with Martin Rappaport, chairman of the Rappaport it's group. Good thing he didn't put in the picture of the. Lady with the six rings around her neck and her boobs exposed. That was a classic. You know what I would have done? Let him down for I would have just put in fucking uh, Han Solo and a Tauntaun. Yeah. You know, opening up the fucking guts oh, yeah, and putting Luke that. in. Putting Luke in. I would have really gone for so it. Fucking, <laughs> that shit looked like they just went down to their fucking <sighs> to Tony's Deli and got like some raw sausages. Like, hey, stuff this in that fucking and I, Tauntaun. And I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Oh, my God. All right, back to Michael. I want to take this problem of synthetics to a whole other level. We're now living in a world of gender equality. Are diamonds under threat? Not because of synthetics only, uh, although synthetics brings it down, because of the whole question of what is the relationship between the man and the woman in the 21st century? Why is she receiving the gift and not him? About time. I yeah, agree with Martin. Champion. About time I agree with Martin. Champion we all wanted. Jesus Christ. You know, it's like we pick we pick up the checks for how long we got a date, and then we gotta pay for the diamond. And then maybe it's time for the ladies to get back a little bit. See, this is how we get, we should explain trans women to like hardcore New Yorkers. <laughs> it's like, hey, look, this is what's going on now. It's like it's like me and it's like uh, me and Joey just pretending to fuck each other and live in a house. It's a oh, little bit like just that. so we get the tax breaks. So we get the, the tax yeah. breaks. Well, Martin continues. He says, "What's going on here? 
I could talk about the idea of, you know, uh, anthropological studies that show that the woman has the babies and because she has the babies. Do they now, Chris? (laughs) They used to. We don't need any more comments now. She wants the man. They used to in the 60s and 70s. (laughs) They don't anymore. (laughs) 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 she wants to the man to make a commitment and now that he's going to support her okay but we live in a modern society uh, today where women may be earning more than men um she may not need him or want him we switch jobs every couple of years maybe we're going to switch partners uh every few years i like the way this guy talks right uh, our society is changing. And so the role of the diamond is under threat because the role of the woman and the man is under threat. But every day, millennials are getting older. Seems like a lot of deflecting. Uh, absolutely. Their <laughs> clocks are ticking. Their, Their de- time clock is ticking. Their desire to procreate, whether it's genetic or otherwise or whatever. It's Darwinism. It's there. What's going to happen? Does the diamond play a role in cementing the relationship? Does the woman still want a diamond? And if so, why? Yeah. I got to admit, he's got some decent points here. And uh, he's kind of tapped into what's going on in the world. I mean, maybe, maybe, I don't even know. Do transgender people even give each other diamond rings anymore? Uh, I mean, first of all, I'm not, I mean, that's not... This, that's not the point, really. But no, but, but I, is that a worry but, of but, his? But I think in general, I don't know. I'm not so sure gay people do either. Well, yeah. I mean, he's clearly worried and, um, that the gender identity situation in the, yeah. this time yeah. could affect the diamonds. Yeah. Because, <laughs> oh no. Because remember, <laughs> the LGBTQ swing the diamond. Well, you got to remember the story that's been drilled into our heads. Is hey, diamond is diamond forever, pun, hey. and right, 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 right. it's the eternal gift from a man to a woman. We have to mine it into the heads. I mean, out of the heads, <laughs> gotta drill it into the heads. <laughs> there you go. No, but um, that I mean, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's not just that; it's also people have realized the bullshit and that it's fake, and then like, not there's a lot okay, going. But here's into, the thing: and have like, they pe- really? But also, people are now no more so much more since the internet mm-hmm. that like the price already homogeneous Would you homogenizes. I ain't no homo. I ain't no fucking. I ain't no oxymoron. I I didn't call you an oxymoron. I called you an oxymoron. You schmuck. All right. That's from uh, Renaissance Man. Another people love my movie references. My, I've been hearing my early nineties. I've been hearing ugly that. gorilla. Ugly, go well, away. You killed it with Congo this yeah, week. Yeah, dude. Last fucking week. Chris Ness, best friend. Uh, of my by body. the way, uh, best comment in the Discord this week was they need to remake Congo starring <laughs> Kirstie Alley's Lemur Monkeys. <laughs> 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 that was RSP 68. <laughs> dude, he's fucking goddamn. Um, but um, the. No. Yeah, yeah. Look, so, so, so people already kind of know that people have done their research. It's hard to rip them off. Now, I have, again, I mentioned this in the last episode, that I have friends in the jewelry industry. And I'm sure that there's some kind of, you know, these guys buy it. It, it's, it is so regulated from the top down. It's crazy. It's right. like a crazy hierarchy. You have your wholesalers, your retailers, your mass buyers, like, Here's here's what I wanted to to throw in when you brought this up. 
Yeah. And we're talking about this gender situation and we're talking about uh, people being educated to the diamond lie. Let's say you're in a relationship with a woman for four or five years and she says, I don't want a diamond. Okay. Are you really just going to not get her a diamond? I mean, if I... Or more importantly, if, if she I says, I don't want a if, diamond... If I know she's one of those fucking idiots that just says some shit and really doesn't mean it, then like... Did she still want the diamond is my yeah. question. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I care. Think, I think now at this point in our Status. lives, you really have to sit down. I think if you're rich you, as fuck, they don't give a fuck. Okay, if but you're my not, point if is... If you're like middle age, like if you're like... If you're like, you know, you know what kind of girl you're with. Right. But my point is, if a woman says, I don't want a diamond, you can't just take her w- a word. You need to sit I down know, and say, I like, know, okay, I know yeah. you said this, yeah, yeah, yeah. but do you really not want a diamond? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. do you just want cash? <laughs> <laughs> no, you still have to get some kind of ring right. for the wedding well, or, and an engagement ring. Right. You don't necessarily have to, I guess. I think right. it's stupid. But like, uh, that's the thing, too. It's like, uh, I've had girlfriends... Both of which have said that they did not want diamonds. Mm-hmm. One of them, I believed. The other one, I completely did not. Right. Yeah. And okay. knowing that, I would have probably. So I one guess for one what one, we want our our female audience to um, glean from this yeah. is: if you really don't want a diamond, you have to be forceful to a man because a man's going to say, "I'm still going to get you a diamond if he's probably, you know." I, I know, I guess what I'm saying is I'm still going to get you a diamond if you say you don't want a diamond. Right. Unless you have a serious conversation with me and say, I'm dead serious. Do not buy me a diamond ring. I would rather do this with that money. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get back to um, John. Okay. Mr. Lab Grower of Extrapy Lab Grown Diamonds. And the interviewer says, have you ever given a diamond to a girlfriend? And he says, I did. Yeah. Uh, I grew uh, a diamond for my former fiance. Whoa. Operative word, former. Uh, Wait, so what's the story there? And he says, well, I grew a diamond and had it cut and polished. Once I was able to grow diamonds, you think I wanted that <laughs> fucking 40-year-old hag? Ugh. For easy. I'm attracted to 40-year-old women. Yeah, you're 50. <laughs> I'm not 50. He says, I grew the so diamond. I'm going to be 38 next, year, next month. Had it cut and polished and set it in a setting. And I proposed to her with it, and she was unimpressed. All right. What does that mean? It was too small. It was only a half carat. What did she say? Uh, I want a bigger one. <laughs> and then he said, "Well, there's formers." <laughs> oh boy! All right. We so that that was it. That was it. I don't know if that's a real story. Oh, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's head off to Mumbai. Mumbai. Not vibe vibe. We're going to Mumbai. Mumbai, <laughs> and it's we haven't checked in with. So uh, Mumbai is India. Yeah, it used to be Bombay. Oh, yes, and then they were just like, nah, let's, let's call it Mumbai. Let's uh, use a, a fuck. Um, God damn it! Col- culturally appropriate. No, no. I was gonna uh, anag- let's use an anagram instead because Bombay and Mumbai they kind of have a lot of the same letters. Oh, okay, gotcha. anagram means like. Isn't that isn't that an anagram? Yeah. When you like mix up the words, yeah. letters, and you yeah. make a different word. Here's here's an example. Here's right. an example. Yeah. Jim Morrison. Noon and noon. No, no, no. That's not an anagram. It, it is though. <laughs> noon and N O O N and N O O N. Yeah. No, it's the same word. So an anagram. I know, yeah. Uh, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Equals okay. Mr. Mojo Ryzen. Oh, okay, right, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. 
It's like, yeah. Let's check in with um, Dusan Simic. And uh, we haven't heard from him in a while. Now, just for a recap, Dave, he's our gemologist um, who was, you know, he's a on his own uh, private shop in mm-hmm. New York. And he's uh, practicing a speech. Ladies and gentlemen, dear colleagues, my name is uh, Dusan Simic. And uh, I like talk today about my invention, uh, my patent. Uh, I'm doing in French. He's not French. Remember, okay. he's Eastern European. Um, the invention will uh, eliminate mixing lab-grown diamonds with natural diamonds. It will ensure that we will have two completely different products that cannot hurt each other. Mm-hmm. And mm. the interviewer says, so this is kind of how you're transitioning your profession, mm-hmm. you know? And he says, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it was a decision. Right now I'm closing the lab and I'm going to do other things, you know. It's, uh, it's nonsense to have lab that it doesn't bring money. Uh, I really believe in this. I mean, could be a solution, you know. Right. So we see uh, Dusan getting his hair cut. He's getting his eyebrows and nose hairs trimmed. By the way, do that shit yourself. I mean, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, by the way, all that shit. Tell me, tell me. But when you get to a certain age, they just do it for you, like at the barber. That's what, that's what they do. My dad, the guy cuts the inside of his ear, uh, in his nose. <laughs> you do all that shit, dude. I, we, He's been going to the same fucking guy for 40 years. Somebody called me um, uh, my first fem, uh, feminine because I use tweezers for, for your nose, for, hairs. For nose hairs. Wow. They're like, you don't have a trimmer? I mean, we've used we've used. Armenians are different. I would I wouldn't have the time to pluck if I was you. No. So I'm assuming you just use the. No, no, no. I don't have to use anything. Obviously. (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I mean, I do. You know, get them waxed. No, we talking about for my nose hairs. Yeah, they burn off with. <laughs> so that's never an issue. So, but like my dad, yeah. I mean, they would use tweezers back in the day when there was no such thing as a nose okay. fucking trimmer. Okay. Stupid. Okay. There's no. Uh, what do you mean? I hope you're feminine. calling the person stupid yeah. that yeah, called me feminine. feminine. Don't call my bitch feminine. Thank you. <laughs> I no, think no problem. <laughs> so yeah, my, I, I've always plucked. You know, I don't use that Got a machine. Pluck. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. That fucking that. That uh, that gun is for ah, I forgot what it was. The gun takes away the essence of piercing. Ah, I was going right. to get into a Tarantino bit. There we go. Anyway, I'm glad you didn't. Um, he's get, getting. We see him start giving the speech, and he says, uh, "What you hear, see, uh, excuse me." He does. He says, "What you see here is a range of current black boxes used today in process of identification." Despite effective marketing, none of these machines identify synthetic diamonds. So you have to understand, there's already a product on the market that shows you lab-grown versus legit. So he's bringing a new product to compete with this. I developed a new system, uh, which is subject of my patent called Synthetic Diamonds Labeling and Identification System and Method. My patent would ensure that synthetic diamond producers would have to treat their diamonds uh, so they fluorescence pink. This pink fluorescence is created through a post-growth treatment 
that creates invisible nitrogen. Hmm. Vacancy centers that generate pink fluorescence visible to naked eye when uh, excited with uh, ultraviolet UV lamp. So we see uh, these people, yeah, all these diamond guys in the audience, right? And they just slowly start walking out in groups. <laughs> Why? They're like, "Fuck this guy." Oh, okay. <laughs> Why is it bullshit? I mean, no, they're like, "We don't want you doing this shit." Oh, we don't. We don't want you fucking fucking up our melee. Or, oh, yeah. You know, I'm assuming. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I don't know. Or yeah. maybe they just didn't like his system. But then I don't know. Why, yeah, why would they be walking out? Unless they're like walking out to go make a phone call. Like, you, you no. are not going to believe this no. shit. <laughs> no, these guys are not rushing to the phones, Jimmy uh, Olsen okay. style, right. to report. Hmm. They're like, nah, we're not interested. Well, one of the hmm. attendees says, can I ask a dumb question? What is the incentive for all these manufacturers to implement this process? I'm skeptical about this. Uh, but this is then their fundamental interest to, to protect themselves. Yeah. I know all these factories inside. I know how they are selling to everyone. And after that, they don't know where the stones go and how these stones are sold. Right. But the process itself is permanent. The process gets done after the stone is grown. Of course. Of course. Yeah. When you excite the stones, if they fluoresce in pink, they are synthetic or treated. This is the way we will have two different products with the same name by labeling synthetic stones. Mm -hmm. Well, we see Martin Rappaport yeah. at the same conference, and uh, he speaks to Dusan. Listen, we should talk. Mm -hmm. It's the commercialization that I have to help you with. Mm -hmm. We have office here. We got a big office in India. We got 90 people over there. <laughs> uh, and then 90 people over there. Dusan says, come on. I know all about you. Okay. I want to have someone talk to you in New York. All right. I'd like to do a deal with you if we can figure out how to commercialize this thing. Uh, you, you have a power. I'll do a deal with you. I have the power to make it work. Okay. To make it work. If the beers comes to me, what am I going to do? Tell them you're working with Rappaport. <laughs> the Bears can't do the deal that I can do because they have other interests. All right, well, let's check in with Stephen Lucier. Um, we see uh, some of these old vintage commercials. Um, and again, it's the same trope over and over again. It's the young girl. Remember these commercials where like, they just throw the diamond around her neck and oh, yeah. surprise her. Oh, and she's like, oh, oh my what? God. Where did this uh -huh. come from? And then a guy kisses her neck. It's like, uh, <laughs> did you get your wife a vacuum cleaner again for Christmas? You fucked up. Yeah. Uh, you think it's going to suck in the bedroom now? Oh, the bowling ball move, huh? Well, Lucier says, at the beers, everything you do, if the person you owns your diamond sees anything that makes them unhappy is the wrong thing to do. They have to feel proud of, uh, of that diamond. That bit is like the sacrosanct. You must protect them. Well, Aja says, you don't want people who question things. Those aren't good consumers. They question how many of their, are all of these real? Well, how do I know for sure? Then they're going to start to ask questions about what are the differences. Well, the interviewer says, really honest question. Why do you hate the beers so much? I don't hate the beers. 
It's not a personal grudge. It has nothing to do with my career per se. Like, you know, anybody's annoyed me at this point in the past or being the only woman in the room. I've got no skin in the game. It's just that I'm interested in what they're actually doing. And I think if you look closer, it's never really what you thought you saw. And in this case, you're assuming the mixing scandal was ever a problem for the people claiming it's a problem because they're also the ones putting the money and quietly the most power into growing them in labs. Yeah. You called it, Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So what does that mean? So she says this. So a lie about a lie. Yeah. This is very important. She says, so a lie about a lie about a lie about a lie. Mm -hmm. Delightful. Great. And you call it. Of course they're in on this too. Of course, of course. They have to be. Well, the diamond jewelry industry is set up for a shakeup after global uh, diamond giant De Beers announced it planned to sell diamonds grown in a laboratory. I mean, where else are you getting diamonds anywhere? It's like, it feels like you're getting it from one place. Almost. Yeah, you are. The supplier. De Beers. Yeah. So, yeah. Why not? Let's do some melee on our own. Damn, they just get to fucking... This is big news. After years of criticizing lab-made diamonds, the world's largest diamond miner, De Beers, will now sell them. And Aja says, of course... Sell money laundering. Of course. Uh, And terrorism funding. I guess. But like... That's what all the blood diamonds are. Yeah, but like... Who who's buying the diamonds? The American rich consumers. Yeah. The rich European consumers. Yeah, I guess pretty much the people Americans that, and Europeans that bought into the status Fucking symbol. Corp- Lance Corporal Airman McGee. Buddy, you got your two car, your two bedroom house, you one car garage. You got your picket fence. You got bowling league once a week. Yeah. And you got... In case I ever die, sell the <laughs> ring. Thanks. We're $2,500. Well, Aja says, of course, they were working on growing their own diamonds. The beers never sold a diamond. They sold an idea, and this is just a new idea. Well, it's time to go to Lightbox Laboratory Grown Diamonds. And Stephen Lucier says, the Lightbox brand is bringing the synthesized product in a way that is honest about what it is, but equally important what it isn't. Well, Sally Morrison, we meet her. She's the CMO of Lightbox Jewelry. The difference is that while a natural diamond is made over billions of years and comes from deep in the ground, a lab-grown diamond is literally made in a factory over a period of about two weeks. It's something less precious, okay? Maybe it's travel jewelry, okay? (laughs) And Lucy Hayes says it's yeah. a nice thing. <laughs> Fucking travel a cunt, dude. <laughs> well, it's like they're selling something. I get it, though. I mean, and, but I also like, believe that. Right, but their whole point is... There's something's going to come out, dude. Something's going to come out that, like, we need diamonds for something. Okay, remember the bet we had? Yeah. Or you, the well, over-under yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So what they're effectively doing is they're saying, well, yeah, of course, we're always going to sell diamonds. We're the trusted... To go to place. Sure. But we don't want you guys being left out of the cold if you prefer lab grown. But just keep in mind, you, you don't want to wear these out, you know. Obviously. Uh, it's travel jewelry. I mean, yeah. Okay. W- women <laughs> think that. Men don't care. Um, it's just a thing. Anyway. Some men care. 
And that's because they're only raised by their women. One of the light bulbs, uh, diamond rep says, consumer research tells us that women prefer natural diamonds of for course. life's big occasions. Everybody prefers the natural everything. Nobody says, I want a synthetic chicken for dinner. Uh, that's what we get. Except those fucking weirdos that be, eat beyond meat. That's a good point. Yeah. And by the way, still technically vegetarian. By the way, that I don't think that stuff's good for you. It's not. It's too much soy. It's it's, va- it's estrogen. It's it, turning into a woman. Oh, is going that back what to, it is? Going back to the diamond shit. Is that why I got tits this month? I'm telling you, doggy. No, I think it's cholesterol issues. I'm sure that's part of it too. I mean, obviously, everything gives everybody cholesterol. Well, and the, the other thing I hate about Beyond are, Meat are stupid. Is that I get it, and then I go to cook it, and it expired like two weeks ago. So it's oh, like it's got oh, like a ten day shelf life. I'm like, how the fuck does uh, a non meat product go bad so quick? Yeah. So that's why I stopped buying it, and yep. that and it was expensive. Keep yeah. in mind, their stock's down to like six bucks. It was at 150 that's during COVID. It's I garbage. Think. Anyway, consumer research tells us that women prefer natural diamonds for life's big occasions, like an engagement ring. Okay. But they're what perfect. Else? Yeah, yeah. But they're perfect for all other occasions. Ah, the ten year anniversary necklace. I think it was the big point. Now we have to buy our broads two rings. I Is mean, that what we're being told? I think my brother. I think my uh, my cousin did the bought the one ring, and then every year he put a little nice little uh, diamond on the on the end of it. That's how you keep points. Around, That's yeah. how you keep them every year. keep them from leaving. And then when <laughs> and then when they and, and then when they punch finally all the way around the ring, then she gets them a new diamond at the top. It's, it's like punching a card. Subway, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Subway, exactly. <laughs> it's yes. like uh, one more punch, and then I get my free footlong. Exactly. And he's thinking the same thing. Yeah. I finally Except get blowjobs. Exactly. I he's get gonna, to get laid su- again. She's suck on that footlong. Yeah, it's been thirty years. Got him. All right. It's a good ploy. Well, Steven says... Get him a $10 diamond on the side, because those little diamonds are garbage. They're nothing. Yeah. Those little tiny ones. shit. Doesn't matter how clear or how whatever they are. Pretty they are. Doesn't matter. Anything under a carrot is literally worthless. Yeah, I think you're right. Like, I could go buy one for $30. I don't know about that. I can't. I can promise you I can. Go to any thrift shop, uh, any pawn shop. Right, 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 right. Anything under a carrot, they'll fucking... They'll give it to you for 60 bucks. Well, Steven says if you lose it, don't worry so much because it's not very expensive. It's not a memorable thing that 30 years from now you're going to, you know, cherish. You're not going to pass it on to your children. But there's a lot of jewelry like that, and there's nothing wrong with it. Now, this is very true. My mom was in town. You saw her. You lost money to her in a poker game. Mm -hmm. And while she was here, she had the family ring on. Yes, I I couldn't stop looking at it. Well, It's beautiful. As you know. I think she might have told you when we were sitting there at the table and you're trying to get my mom to put her ring in the pot to take down a pot. <laughs> Did I say that? <laughs> no, you said that? a lot of shit. <laughs> yes. But the point is, she's like, you know, this is the family ring. It's three yeah, generations. Yeah. And it's going to my, my niece. <laughs> it came now, from Heindelschmidt. Here's over from Schnitzelfars. Close. Sophus. <laughs> Grandjean. <laughs> now, she said, just so you know, it's going to my cousin, meaning her niece. And yeah. I'm like, Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> You're basically telling gay people don't give diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically she's basically tell, she's basically telling me, look, I know you're fucked. Yeah, you it's are. too late for you. Yeah, I ain't given I ain't given Dave that ring. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So John Jan post this motherfucker? What's that? You're gonna propose to this motherfucker? 
So John's response to Stephen is, well, really? After shitting on it for 10 years, you want to get into it? All right. I think where it came from is they want to cut all the people out like me. They want to cut all the people out that are creating new diamonds by undercutting the market. Well, a reporter comes up and says the gemstone giant De Beers is building a $94 million plant in Gresham, Oregon. The laboratory made stones produced will be up to 90% less expensive than natural stones. So there's your number. That was less than. Yeah. Uh, Aja says at that point, you have to assume they don't want to sell them because when you have a product that you can't sell, what do you do? You put it on sale. You reduce the price, right? So it's kind of obvious what they're doing here. They're saying, oh, yeah, well, we got them here for you. But they're, you know, 90% less than regular diamonds. But, oh, yeah, we'll sell them to you. Okay. Is that what you want? You want a 90% less product, you know? That's yeah. obviously not the real thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you want, wow. you know, but you're not going to support, you know, all those people that we <laughs> yeah. did the pit for, yeah. you know, <laughs> that one that, pit, that two 90 co- people, <laughs> two, that was probably 2000 people working. Anyway, um, uh, Sally Morrison of uh, Lightbox Jewelry says all of this product is $800 a carat. So that's much, much less than natural diamonds. So it's a different thought process, right? When you're going to shop for it. And Aja says, now we know because De Beers have told us so that there's a difference. We're, we've differentiated. But then the Federal Trade Commission just expanded the definition of diamond. And now it includes lab-grown diamonds. So does that mean a diamond is only worth 800 a carat? Well, we see Doosan. And he's parked on the side of a street in a Toyota while he reads the following email. Because uh, you got to remember, Martin was ready to do business with him, you know. Right. And it says, uh, Dear <laughs> do son, uh, the key issue is the practicality of your patented system to the extent that the system requires voluntary agreement of the synthetic companies and treaters during their creation and treatment. The process is of limited use. And Dusan says, simply, he did not understand. He's talking about something else. Mm. Even I cannot understand what he wants to say, you know? I send mail answer to Martin, and since then, he is... He did not answer. I, I don't know. We did not continue. You know, I, I, I don't know. And you're thinking, like, maybe it's a language barrier, but it's pretty clear that the keywords and the takeaway from Martin's email is that the system will never work because it requires voluntary agreement, okay? Yeah. Between all the parties. Sure. Which is That includes China and Russia and India. And And there's no incentive. Yeah. So uh, I feel I made the mistake that I was not ready for this game. Mm. That's an understatement. Because the next shot of Do Song we see is... He's an Uber driver now. Oh, fuck me. It's really sad. Yeah. But, so, like, he can't put his, like, his work to good use. Like, the stuff that, like, is he not actually, like, the scientist doing the la- laboratory yeah, laboratory stuff? Absolutely he is. So then what, you can't get a job doing some fucking, growing some fucking diamonds maybe, somewhere? Maybe the documentary's not over yet, Dave. Oh, there you go. So he's tooling around in, uh, in the Uber. He's got a passenger. He's taking on LaGuardia. 
And the passenger said, so you said you're an important scientist or uh, something? Oh, no. Don't tell me, like, there's some kind of fucking trickery here. They're no, going to be like, no. well, you met a diamond mogul in no. the... Okay. It was kind of shocking to me because I was like, wow, these people in the car actually listen to a guy. Because normally people are just like, just fucking just get me to the, the airport. Yeah. How do I put the do not disturb sign on? Exactly. <laughs> just What's that movie? I forget where it was, but someone's talking and they just roll out the window without answer, uh, without responding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't it's, know. But like, it's so fucking funny. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, Norton, Jim Norton talks about when he was touring with Dice and then Dice is like hanging out of a car asking for directions. This poor guy and he goes, hey, which way is the 357? The guy points that way. And before he can say one word, they fucking, he just zooms just off. Floors just it. floors it. <laughs> well, this passenger says, so you're an important scientist or something. And he says, yes, I did a lot of work with synthetic diamonds. And he, wait, you know what synthetic diamonds are? Yeah. Uh, like fake jewelry? <laughs> something like that? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> he was getting. Ah, uh, he was like, uh, yeah, it's a costume jewelry, right? We uh, wore it out for our high school theater. So you do Uber on the side? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's fucking sad uh, and depressing, bro. Yeah, where's your grade? Oh, people are interested now. Wait a minute. If you're this big scientist, uh, like, what are you doing taking me to the airport? I hate the fucking. Such a terrible thing, man. Yeah. You never get into somebody's. Per oh, what? You're driving Uber? Fucking. God. Dude, I got into an Uber one time. In fact, I saw this comic <laughs> today. I went to high school with the guy. No, a comic today. He just moved to New York, but I got in and he, I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm a comic. And I'm like, oh, me too. You know, oh. and I just happened to have an album on me. <laughs> so I was just oh, like, God, there you, you go. Didn't. I swear to God, I did. <laughs> oh my God. So I didn't charge him. No, I, I don't like, say to charge him. No. Buddy, I got like fucking 10,000 of these things I'm sitting <laughs> on. All right. They're fucking coasters at this point. All right. <laughs> I was the idiot that still printed CDs like the last week before they were like, <laughs> it's all going digital. <laughs> yeah. Did not get that memo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So. We see him. You uh, are the youngest boomer on this planet. Probably. Sure. So we see him driving down the road and then he pulls over uh, to pick up a passenger. And then this passenger has got this massive box and he's trying to put it in the car. And Dusan's just like, no, 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 <laughs> get the fuck away. <laughs> <Okay>. Just <laughs> fucking floors Jesus it. Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Another guy gets in his car and they're like, right. And the value is equivalent to a standard diamond. <sighs> far, far away. Much, much lower. So well, that's, that much cheaper. Huh? Wow. That's so. That's basically what they're saying. Is that I mean, I don't know. What do you think, Chris? Like, I think it's all worth shit. So, but is there? It doesn't get into any practical use for diamonds at all. No, none at all. No. There's no such thing as diamond plates, and they don't talk like about. I'm sure there is microchips or anything. Hmm. No. Okay. Um, another passenger. Well, that's probably piquing a lot of interest of people that are in power. They might see that as an issue. Uh, you know what is the beers? And again, we see him driving, and it's super rainy. I learned about this shit when I was thirteen, and I'm that's fifteen years ago. I knew about this shit. Fifteen years ago, you were thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking retarded. Uh, Seventeen years. So, I mean, I was probably so. I pro I pro I'm trying to think of like when I really actually kind of like when I first heard about this shit from uh, my my sister's ex fiance. I must have been, yeah, around 13, 14. So that was, what, uh, 20 plus, like 25 years ago? Okay. Anyway, he's got the passenger I in mean, the yeah, car. I mean, yeah, early 2000s. He's got the passenger in his car. 
The work is a big part of my life, but rather drive Uber than to press buttons, you know, as some stupid black boxes. Well, the interviewer says, well, what's the next step? And he sounds like, to make money? And he's like, yeah, if you want to get back into business. I don't know. Right now, I'm, I'm waiting for it. I'll start on the end, you know. I'll, I'll turn this side. I'll go to make undetectable synthetic diamonds, you know, finally make some money. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I can't beat him, join him. I mean, so he was, wasn't he already saying that, they, like, couldn't he already do that oh, himself? Yeah. Dude, this guy is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. he can fucking already make him undetectable. Yeah, he's, he's just trying to fucking say, hey, let's, let's all get on the same page. There's a market for both. Yeah, you All you got to do... You can't be known as the synthetic diamond guy because once your face is out there, it's like, well, how do I know this is real? He's just trying to come up with a system to differentiate the two. Yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you care, but if you want to make money, no. No. All right, let's go to Vegas. So that's where his the their biggest... Gra- that's why they kept... That's why they're leaving his symposium. Yeah. Because they're like... Oh, you're expecting us them to fucking throw some pink in there. Yeah, or, and or shit. I got to take a bath on all these synthetic diamonds. I'm doing all right with these things. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, makes sense now. Let's let's go to Las Vegas. Uh, Martin Rappaport's out there, and he's in a hotel room. Uh, it looks like a party. It's a high end, you know, suite. Yeah, so I don't know. I I don't remember who's who. I don't remember uh, who's where. Uh, Here's Miley and everybody. All right, Sunday night we have uh, we got to play craps. Of course, it's after my speech. <laughs> it's gonna be a crazy day for me. I'm gonna be blowing up the industry. Well, what's the speech about? Uh, synthetics. It's gonna be happening, man. Yeah. Anyways, thinking about it's gonna uh, be happening, man. Yeah. What a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, thinking about this uh, threat of synthetics, I think it's a really big problem. I bought a lot of stuff from a jeweler in New Jersey, and he tells me he sells 95% synthetic diamond engagement rings, 95%. Uh, what price points? Um, all over the place. And I'm like, oh, um, was this a natural stone? It's cheap. And he's like, I'm going to sell synthetic. That's scary to me. If you have a retail store and someone's going to come in, they're going to say, how much is a diamond? Oh, this one's 5000 It's one carat? How much is this one? Oh, it's 500 bucks because it's synthetic? Well, what's the difference? I don't know. GIA can barely tell. Yeah, people are getting married, you know, not thinking. That's like thinking about, uh, you're not thinking what? Uh, you're not you're, you're not thinking about getting divorced, you know? You're getting married. So you don't care about the resale value? So, yeah, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. No, they yeah, don't. Yeah, they're just fucking, see? Yeah, they don't their care. Their whole system is crushing on them. Think about it. We're in a throwaway economy. This is a guy at the party. Throw away everything. Buy something. You know, throw it away. Five years later, you spend $1,000 on a phone. Throw it out in a year. And another person's like, and they already realized that diamonds have no value. You know, uh, I have people that already say that, guys especially. So why sell natural? Well, that's the big challenge. That's the challenge. Millennials, they want a new experience, you know, and they, uh, they're scared. Well, Aja says, there's this quote I like that's, All your life, you live so close to the truth that it becomes a permanent blur in the corner of your eye. And when something nudges it into outline, it's like being ambushed by the grotesque. Unquote. A lot of things fall into the category of true or not true, but a lot of things don't. A lot of things start as a lie and have a way of becoming true. 
They lied about how many there were. They lied about how they got them. They lied about where they kept them. They lie about all kinds of things because they built a myth. If they want to sell natural diamonds, they have to insist on the myth. If they want to sell synthetic diamonds, they have to insist on the myth. Because why would you want a synthetic diamond if a real diamond wasn't valuable? Well, let's go back to the Uber. Dusan, you need serious lab. You don't need the boxes that will tell you yes or no and go to the lab. I don't want to tell anyone this is the way to identify synthetic diamond because it's not possible. Well, next we uh, see Dusan in a storage unit and it looks like he's down to selling his stuff. And he's like, this is not easy sell, but here is spectrometer. I mean, it's fucking sad. Yeah. I'm getting a little, I'm feeling it for this it, guy. Uh, so what's the spectrometer for? I don't know. Diamond oh. shit. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Hell yeah. Says, what did it look like? I don't know. They didn't show us. They oh. just show him pointing into a <laughs> fucking storage. Turns into, he's like a fucking retired, uh, he's like a retired guitarist. Like yeah. working at fucking Sam Ash now. Yeah, it's Guitar sad. Center. His whole life just got rug pulled. Uh, I'm really looking for some nylon strings or steel strings. Like, yes, um, the steel <laughs> strings are good if you want to be. Um, but the nylon ones, it's a, it's a throwaway economy, really. <laughs> Aja says, the truth is not a requirement for what people believe. What people believe is that they want to believe what they need to believe, what doesn't conflict with their more necessary load-bearing beliefs, ultimately what everybody around them believes. Well, we see uh, Martin. He's on the showroom floor at uh, the conference in Vegas. I mean, what are the synthetics? Anybody know what the synthetics are? How much are these pinks? Uh, these are like 600. Six, yeah, really, yeah, expensive. Um, so what do you do with the guys? What should we do with synthetic guys? You tell me. Well, what's your solution? I don't know yet. I'm thinking. Uh, the only solution is you. I think you could give us a proper solution, a proper place on the market and proper pricing. We lose the engagement ring market. You're all out of business. Us being everyone's out of business. Okay. Well, Aja says, I have the utmost admiration for De Beers. Incredible admiration. They created an illusion so spectacular, it turned into truth. How do you not applaud that? Back to Dusan. Um, and he looks like he's ordering like large quantities of melee from uh, Chinese. China's, China's, <laughs> Facey, China. Chinese. I need 100 pieces. Of what again? Melee. The, what was that again? The small little diamonds they mix in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's for like the um, yeah. 200 industrial pieces. bullshit. Two, no, it's for the little shit on the side of the ring. Oh, right. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Um, anyway, Ajo says, mass delusions can turn on a dime. And it's not that synthetic diamonds m might be made undetectable. It's that they might have been made real at that point. There's the ball game. I know what's possible, what's not possible. I know what could be done to make synthetic diamonds natural. Well, let's yeah. go to China. Well, we see Dusan. He's walking down a road, pulling a little rolling suitcase and uh, singing to himself before he enters one of these Chinese factories. And he, uh, once he's inside, he opens like multiple packages and is seen standing in front of like a black dry erase board. 
and he's talking to three guys. Hard, they got hard hats. It's, you know, serious business. Yeah, yeah. He's explaining to the Chinese how to do this shit. Yes, let me explain to you what Python is. <laughs> okay, we'll give you $15,000. Just explain this the whole process. They make three, three trillion. What we're going to do is this. I brought some stones. Here are synthetic. Give you a wife. Here are synthetic diamonds. Yeah. What are going to do uh, is make synthetic same as natural. We'll use HPHT process. Our presses, we are trying to find optimal ratio of pressure and temperature and time to create movement of nitrogen. Mm. They will start to create bond characteristics for natural diamond. Mm -hmm. The laboratories cannot see this to identify. Did you cut them. out all the adjectives for this purposely? No, this is how he talks. I, I'm just saying, I'm asking if you so actually had to cut them out. Or just... I cut a few. Okay. <laughs> so no more synthetic now. It is natural diamond, not easy. That is big question. Well, he's got this huge dry erase board up with calculations, yeah. diagrams. I mean, it's fucking uh, beautiful mind shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy knows. I'm what sure he's what doing. he's actually writing is not is actually not real, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but like I'm sure at but some point. <clears throat> These Chinese guys are just shaking their heads going, I got it, I got it. We already got his fucking money. What is that your, is that your fucking Chinese impression? Oh, that's my Japanese Your Mickey, Mickey Rooney? Okay. So the interviewer says, well, what's the point of this whole experiment? And he says, I will prove I'm right. Okay. Well, what happens if you fail? What happens if it doesn't work? Killed my first child. It will work. Okay. Uh, is there a danger to the market? Of course. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Let him crash it. Fuck it. Well, one of the factory workers comes in and oh. approaches them, and it's clearly good news. <laughs> okay. Well, back to Vegas. Morning, everyone. Now that uh, we're ready to get this party started, I'm going to welcome uh, Mr. Martin Rappaport. And he jumps up on the stage. Um, all right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Good morning, Vegas. Yes. Okay. We're all here. The first thing that I uh, want to explain a little bit about Rappaport is that we are in the value business, which means if it's not ethical, I don't want to do it. Okay. Established in 1978, 230 employees, nine offices, six countries, RapNet Diamond Trading Network, the largest in the world. It's got about $7.4 billion listed every day. <laughs> and then we see uh, Martin back at a meeting with some people. And he says, we're going to have a vote. Should RapNet, the largest diamond trading network in the world, carry synthetics? <laughs> Should Rappaport produce a price list for synthetics? Second question. And he's just smiling and cracking up. Mm -hmm. And the interviewer's like, why is this making you so happy? Because let, let, let people speak. No one knows. Everyone's confused. I never saw so many people walking around. I don't know. Should I? Should I? Would I? Would I? Let, let's ask everybody. Back to his speech. Should we be giving people the perception of value when it's clearly not there? What the hell's going on here? <laughs> Could someone tell me? Anybody? How? The threat of synthetic diamonds is a wake-up call. Okay, it's here. Hey, guys, you got a hole in your boat here. <laughs> for this machine, for this uh, diamond industry to work, 
We need to have all these functioning pieces operating at some level of responsibility and relationship. We can't just be ourselves, our own little islands. All right, let's back to China. Do songs in the lap. We don't need to agree what this real value of diamond. For me, this is the inside of the diamonds. I see everything. But everybody is telling a story, talking, talking, only, only talking. All kinds of talking. All kinds of the combination of the words and the playing, you know, to impress someone, to get something. Back to mind. What we should be thinking. What exactly are we selling? It's the promise of diamonds. And the big question, do we invest in synthetic diamonds? Are we investing in ethical diamonds in the supply chain? Are we going to do both? What are we going to do? Where are we going to go? We know we can't stay where we are. And I could say to you that RapNet members have voted. RapNet. So roll the drums. Here is how the votes went. Should RapNet list synthetic diamonds as a way to buy and sell diamonds? 79% no. Crowd goes crazy. Hmm. Everybody's going. Yeah, nuts. 79% of them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're to give us the. Should Rappaport publish a synthetic price list? No. No. So what's the Rappaport position? Claims that synthetic diamonds are exactly the same as natural diamonds is false. It's just a big lie. Okay. Well, back to China. So they're going to be like, if you want to make real synthetic diamonds, it has to be from the Rappnet, right? Otherwise, it's not a real synthetic diamond, and you just kind of mix it in with the other ones, and everything's everybody's happy. He's just said we're not even going to publish pricing. You yeah, guys are on your own. I know. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> yeah. That's what you're thinking, though. It's yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, remember the in part one when we talked about the core, <laughs> the core of the the, the mantle, fucking, the, the crust. No, <laughs> that was that was part one of tonight. I know, no, no. I mean, when oh. they started the film, they show this box. It's about double the size of an engagement ring box. Oh, you're talking about like the fucking the raw? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And they yeah, put yeah. it in those big machines. Oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. See, we see Simon, and he's got one of these little cores, and he's slowly removing it. And it's weird. It's like that little box is just brittle at this point. I guess yeah. it's all the pressure and everything. <clears throat> right. And he's just opening it up. He's got all this dust on his hands, and he's like, let's see what do we have here. It looks heavily damaged. These stones are completely graphitized. And keep in mind, what you see is like this little round thing. Yeah. And inside of it, there's like, I don't know, 10 to 12 stones. Okay. They're probably half carat, one carat. They're not massive or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Martin. Am I going to be the person that's going to legitimize slab-grown diamonds? No. I'm not going to do that. But we have to invest. Yeah, dog, they're fucking black rock. <laughs> Take a, they're the black rock of fucking of, of the diamond industry. We have to go forward. We cannot just keep doing business the way we were. Prices are going down. What's the hell that mean? <laughs> what do you mean? How can prices of diamonds keep going down and down and down? What the hell's going on here? Even the mining companies don't have enough money to fix everything. But a commitment of a billion dollars in marketing in actual diamonds is something I am calling for today, here and now. Huge applause. Back to uh, Dusan. Don't underestimate me. Do not ignore me. There is limit. There is limit. This is my job. You know I cannot leave. I'm telling you that there's a boogeyman <laughs> under the bed. And things aren't right. 
Mm-hmm. But we keep thinking prices, discounts. This is stupid. It's wrong. The diamond engagement ring is an emotional and spiritual gift that transcends the physical diamond as it communicates the commitment of love forever. Okay? This is what we're selling. Mm -hmm. But we must have a high. We must have a soul. Mm -hmm. Diamonds are a reflection of us. (laughs) You know that light bouncing around? It's us. They need to start investing into like a better speech da- writer? dating apps or something <laughs> to help help grow the love between or not dating dating apps is a bad example but like they they need to start investing in things that beget love I don't know anyway continue. it's a joke continue what we the people of <laughs> the diamond industry that's what these diamonds reflect know this mm-hmm. diamonds are a symbol they're not a product. They're not a commodity. Mm-hmm. It's when, a sales fucking pitch right here. When all is he's, said and he's, done. He's giving them the sales pitch right here. When all is said and done, diamonds are only as good as we are. <laughs> <sighs> Thunderous applause. So I give us a blessing. Oh, my God. May we be worthy of the product. Yeah. Of the symbolism mm-hmm. that we sell. Mm-hmm. May we be up to diamonds. Thank you. Right. Huge applause. Yes. Let's go back to do Now, so. do okay. Muslims do this? What? Like give diamonds? diamonds? I don't know. Didn't look. Do, I mean, I know Christians do. Uh-huh. I'm sure Catholics do. Uh-huh. Do Jews do it also? As far as I know. No, oh, boy. This guy does. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's so, clearly. <laughs> imagine all this fighting is just because you won't buy our diamonds. Anyway. Well, back to Dusan. And he's checking his latest experiment. But we don't get to see what he's looking at. And then he says, oh, it's beautiful. And then we see Tucson walking away from the Chinese factory with his rolling suitcase as Nothing Lasts Forever by the Kinks plays and the credits roll. Ah. So it's a little ambiguous as to how this wow. ends. Right. But clearly, Dusan has made his breakthrough. Now, what I was noticing. What do you mean? So what happened? What do you? Th- so I, I want to make it a little bit yeah. of clear. Yeah. What he was doing. Clarity. Is the synthetic diamonds, when they are created, yeah. the nitrogen is not in its correct placement inside of the diamond that is mined. Right. That's the big differentiation. So what his goal was, is if we can get those... That's that, that natural nitrogen. spread. Correct. That natural nitrogen, that natural Correct. nitrogen spread. Then they're going to look identical. Oh. <clears throat> so that's what I think his big comeback was. Cool. You know? I mean... It's a crazy story. I want to know. I really want to look into like the facts to see like, can you take not just like creating new synthetic diamonds, but can you take old diamonds and make them into like chips into like yeah? I know you're really hung up on this. I know. uh, I don't know why this whole thing, huh? I just I'm curious as to know because I feel like they're not telling us the full thing here. I feel like there's something still underhanded going on. They're not going to get everything in, uh, but here's the thing. I'm going to hold off uh, on my review because Why? 
because we got some stuff. We got oh, some, we got yeah, some inside some baseball, bro. Yeah. We got some inside baseballs to discuss. <laughs> First of all, I, we need to get a little technical. Okay. <laughs> Diamond is a solid, okay, okay, from carbon. And it's basically atoms arranged in a crystal structure called a diamond cubic okay Mm -hmm. so that's what you need to to know and again this all comes from pressure and time yeah all right man it's basically saying it here three years ago he starts he starts with uh uh, new stories about um diamond computer chips continue they take 1 billion to 2 uh to 3.5 billion years to form uh Again, most depths they form at a 93 to 155 <laughs> miles uh, in the Earth's yeah, what? Pretty far down in there, huh? Mantle. Mantle. That's where they formed, and then, of course, uh-huh. they, they, they come were, up. They come up at, so, to 3,000 feet. Is that how that's the deepest we yeah, go? 35,000. 35, Am I a dummy feet. thinking we were going 93 <laughs> dude, miles? Pretty into dumb, the earth. dude. Wonder how hot pretty 93 dumb. miles. Bro, you're out. You're are in you, China, I think. Are you, <laughs> wait, no. I, I want to know how many miles the uh, the circumference is. 24,000 miles? No, that, no it's no, like no, 8,000. That's the circumference, though. Isn't it like 8,000 no, wide? Like, yeah, I guess from like. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, talking yeah. diameter. Yeah, diameter. Yeah. Diamskis. Yeah. Anyway. So well, we could find it. We just need pi pi r squared. Three point one four, baby. Actually, so, I don't even know if that's correct. Uh, pi For, is three point one four. No, no, but I want to. I want to get the diameter of a of a of a. Uh, I was taking the circumference. Uh-huh. Like, go, okay, go on, let's go, on, go, on. go. Now, okay, synthetic diamonds. They're grown from high purity carbon under pressure, uh, with the temperature added. Okay. Yeah. And form hydrocarbon gases by what's known as CVD, chemical vapor deposition. Now, imitation diamonds can also be made out of materials, which we didn't discuss on this show. 7,917 miles. And what did I say, 8,000? No, uh, yeah, I, I don't, yeah. Money. Did you? I don't Just know. trust me every okay. now and then. Yeah, now, 90 miles deep. Now, <laughs> that's cubic zircone. Okay. And silicon carbide. Ah. Okay. Now, that's did what, you know? That's what Pamela's tits are made of, right? I, I think so. By the way, I watched one of those. I feel so guilty. You watched one of what? I never watch reality TV. Okay. Guess what popped up the other day? Barbed wire. Botched. No. <laughs> oh, God. Botched. And and I see this this lady. Barbed wire. And she's talking. I don't know. Yeah. It was Janice Dickinson. I don't know who that is. Janice Dickinson, the fir- world's first supermodel. So I'm like, I'll go. I'll, I'll watch your titties. I was like, I'll yeah, watch, I'll your, watch your titties. So I want to see how botched your tits are. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. They show them, bro. On this is on Netflix. It just came out. Like they, she rips open her shirt, and yeah. they just pixelate just the the nips, the nips. That's yeah. it. So you got hard. You whacked on half real quick. I watched. Hey, what's episode. that one boob? Uh, it's like the old boobs. No, it's like uh, with um the guy who played Ross in uh, Friends. He plays this movie called like The Boob Man or. Oh, I but saw he, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah like his yeah, license yeah. plate it was, was like the a boom ten man. years ago. It was a doc. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. It was no, a movie. A docudrama. No, like it was a, a movie. Correct. It was a movie, but it was about. But it was like in the nineties. Yeah. The yeah. movie. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, uh, yeah, and like I, I, I still remember that scene where like she did. He botched one of some chicks, and she she raises her her sure. shirt, and it's all lumpy and shit. Yeah. Like, oh. I don't want to see those boobs when I'm nine. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't even want to tell you what I saw. This okay. girl came in with an ass implant. Oh, it blew out. <laughs> <laughs> There's that one video. It's the most disgusting video. That's ever... her. They showed her. Oh, it's my flat. God, yeah, it blew so out, and she, and she walked into the doctor's office. Uh, how you going? And they go, uh, they go. Can we go ahead and look at it? And she goes, Well, it's already the number one rated video on I the know, internet, dude. It's... And you see the plant implant flip, and it's just a pan. It's flat. Dude. It's so wild. Anyway, it's crazy. That poor girl. She has body of dysmorphia. Oh, so it's a so she got b- butt implants. No, no, she's <laughs> had everything done. Yeah, but the doctors are like, we want to help you, uh-huh. but if you say you have body dysmorphia, you have to go to counseling and therapy before really? we'll even work on you. Uh, so it's kind of like coming out to your psychiatrist, uh, saying you, you're gonna kill yourself. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, they're like fucking. <laughs> Do you want to kill yourself? No, because if I say yes, then people with guys with straight jackets are going to come and take me away. Exactly. 151. Anyway, I mean, botched, 5150. Botched episode two if you want to see the girl with the ass. No, thanks. Okay. Did you know, Dave, that there are extraterrestrial diamonds? Fucking ET diamonds? Diamonds. From, from other planets? According to this, Sick. which I don't even believe anymore. <laughs> okay. Although diamonds on Earth are rare, mm-hmm. they're very common in space. <laughs> okay, they're super common. Yeah, it's in space. It's, it's the fucking it's the firmament breaking. I love the way you just said that so confidently, <laughs> like you knew what you were talking about. It's the firmament, it's just the firmament, bro. It's the fir- fucking firmament. Well, in meteorites, uh, about three percent of the carbon is in the form of nano diamonds. Oh, okay. Have diameters of a few nanometers. Well, sufficiently small diamonds can form in the cold of space because their lower surface energy Mm -hmm. makes them more stable than graphite. We should put Kimberly in space. (laughs) Get double diamonds. How do we drill up? High pressure experiments predict that large quantities of diamonds condense from methane into a, quote, diamond rain unquote, on the ice planets. Of Hoth. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the best Star Wars movie of all time. 100%. Empire, uh, Empire Strikes Back, 100%. Yeah. Because of the Hoth battle. And, and number two is Rogue One. Uh, I haven't seen that one. It's a great fucking movie. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Great fucking movie. Anyway, what are the ice planets, Dave? Hoth. No, Uranus and Neptune. Oh, oh right, right, right. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Well, well, I guess they're ice planets. Technically, Pluto's the ice planet, but it's not a planet. <laughs> yeah, is it? Is it no, not a planet? They might have or brought it, it back. Sol- I don't it's know. It's like they, every other year they, they keep bringing it their back. Mind. They're like, how? It depends on how close or far it is in orbit right now. All right. Well, this is uh, uh, important. Some extrasolar planets may be almost entirely composed of diamond. Can you imagine that? So that's basically like where Superman's from, because it's all crystal. Just, oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, that theory has been around forever. There's the fucking, there's, there's the diamond, there's the diamond planet. There's the ruby planet, the emerald planet. I didn't know that. That's a theory. I mean, yeah, that's like a science fiction theory. Okay. There's the pizza planet. Well, you know, because we bring this up because isn't Elon's whole plan to colonize Mars for rare, in their conspiracy theory that he's after rare earth metals and bringing them back? They're saying the moon, you can get a lot of H3, which is hydrogen three. Okay. And that's going to be very useful for the energy coming up in the future. It it just makes you think, you know, if somebody somebody gets any of this shit and brings it back to earth, the fucking market collapses. Well, that's why they think, that's why they think a lot of this carbon tax stuff is going to be happening is because 
they're very close to either announcing or very they're very close to some kind of extremely sustainable high energy like some extremely reusable energy kind of thing or i'm yeah. not really sure I mean, it it's just one of reminds me it reminds they're gonna have to start taxing your livelihood essentially it reminds me of goldfinger goldfinger yeah keep going his finger is gold That's, you know who sang that song i don't know shirley bassey the chick with the tits and the botched no, shit no no she's oh. just an actor oh, shirley okay. bassey sang, that would have been cool for if it uh, was the same but do you remember the plot of Goldfinger? No, never. I don't think I've ever seen it. Okay, well, Goldfinger. Is that the one with the video game? The shocking with the video game? He shocks him. No, no, no. No, no. This is a James Bond film James from Bond. the 60s. Yeah, yeah, James Bond. Remember James Bond plays that game where they where every time you lose, you get shocked? Oh, I don't remember. Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, that might have been Goldfinger's plan was to not steal the gold at Fort, Fort Knox, but to make it radioactive. So then it would be worthless the golden Fort Knox mm -hmm. and then his gold that he had would be worth more money. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, also in Here, that gold film, is radioactive. First, uh, that was when pussy galore was yeah. in that one. I bet you could essentially, I feel like you could get rid of the radioactiveness of metals. Yeah. Again, this is why you're not a scientist. I just and feel like that's possible. <laughs> Okay. I just, I you don't, don't know, know why I think that. I don't know why. Have you I ever heard that. the term half life? Yeah. Okay. Radiation has a half life. Yeah, but you can't from, just from get rid of it. But from bro. the source of the radiation. Bro, you're the, really going to go scientist guy on the, me? No, 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 no. no. But how, <laughs> how much radiation you get from something like, yeah, like the, the, radi the half life means like the particle has the half life of this and that. Bro, not I'm already out of bullets. I don't know. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's not good to get yeah. in a in a battle of wits with an arm, unarmed man. Uh, what is this? Just turned into a Harrison Ford movie called <laughs> The Fugitive. I thought that one that might have been Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. I'm not sure. Right. I could be wrong. Could have been gonna, Winston Churchill for all I know. We're gonna talk about De Beers. Okay. Okay. They began in 1888. Yes, okay. Soldier Field. Rest. Continue. Okay. <laughs> so, Tom Pierce. So stupid. <laughs> I didn't bring it in one more time. All right. They what? controlled 80 to 85% of the rough diamond distribution, and they were considered a monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Well, as of 2000, the company's control of the world diamond supply decreased to 63%. So, it was funded... Uh, founded, rather, in 1888 by a British businessman named Cecil Rhodes. Now, I want you to pay attention to the names he was associated Rhodes, okay, with. Let's hear the Rhodes. Now, he was financed by... Tom Rhodes is... <laughs> no relation. Okay. He was financed by South African diamond magnate Alfred Beat and the London-based N.M. Rothschild and Sons Bank. Mm -hmm. Well, in 26, Ernest Oppenheimer... 1926? Yep. Okay. Ernest Oppenheimer, um, he uh, he was an immigrant to Britain and later uh, South Africa, uh, who had earlier founded a mining company, Anglo American. Wow, <laughs> can you imagine naming your mine <laughs> Anglo American? I mean, he funded people. Know they're trying they're trying to attract to a certain type of person. He financed, but uh, what is exactly does Anglo mean? White. But like Anglo-Saxon like like Protestant, it's like a religious thing. No, white Ang Anglo-Saxon Protestant. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, wasp. wasp. Yeah. But what is he? I always wonder what the Anglo. It's white. 
But like it comes from the hills of the Anglo Mountains know. or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, anyway, Oppenheimer partnered up with J.P. Morgan. Okay. Um. Anyway, Oppenheim's was elected to the board of De Beers. That's where homeboy Lucier came in because he married an Oppenheimer, and that's how he got on. So anyway, he built and consolidated the company's monopoly uh, until 1957. And he was involved in numerous controversies, including price fixing and trust behavior, and was accused of huh. not releasing industrial diamonds for U.S. war efforts mm. during World War II. Mm. So they did need them for some mm -hmm. reason. You know, because back then we were like throwing in scrap metal and, you know, rationing. And the govs was probably like, hey, man, we need diamonds, you know, probably for some industrial usage. And he was like, nah, I ain't, I ain't throwing it. Okay. So anyway, in 2011, I'm it, sure even back then they were much more precious than they are now. Obviously. Oh yeah. Well, who knows? I guess. I guess you're right. In 2011, they probably they, knew back then even. Oh, dude, they've known forever. Anglo American oh, yeah. took control of De Beers after buying the Oppenheimer's family stake uh, for 5.1 billion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I vaguely remember hearing, like, you know, learning about this as well. Yeah, I didn't know about any of this stuff. So that's kind of like uh, what you got to know as far as, like, who was in on it in the beginning. And um, I'm not going to get into, you know, the, the super crazy details because I would rather speak about uh, the marketing. So De Beers advertised these diamonds to manipulate consumer demand, as we've discussed. And the most effective marketing strategy uh, was the symbol of love and commitment. Mm. Copywriter Francis Garrity, mm. um, he was working for a company called N.W. Ayer & Son, coined the famous advertising slogan, A Diamond is Forever, in 1947. Um, and then the slogan may have inspired the James Bond book, film, and song title, Diamonds Are Forever. You ever seen that one? No. That's when he Diamonds of I think that might be Shirley Bassey too. I know the song, yeah. Uh, but that's uh, it was on the other day, and I watched a couple minutes. I mean, of I know it. the Kanye song. Yeah. Oh, it's a Kanye song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway. Forever, forever, ever, forever, ever, forever, ever. Would you believe ever, it if ever, I told you? Ever, I couldn't name one Kanye song. So you think Kanye, maybe, see, maybe Kanye had a deal with the English, the, the <laughs> Rothschilds, somebody. And that's why, like, they, hey, remake this song, we'll get you an Adidas deal. And that's why he went insane? I don't know, dude. He went Balenciaga on us. All right. Anyway, um, it, uh, the other campaigns, that's what I want to talk right. about. Well, they created the Eternity Ring, Okay. Well, that was meant as a symbol of continuing affection and appreciation. So the idea is you get the engagement ring. Yeah, and you keep continuing to love her. Well, it's been 30, 30 20 years. It's a fucking, it's, it's life insurance to them. It was life insurance to them. <laughs> it's back life again. insurance to, to the wife. To the guy, though, too. He's like, uh, I, I'm going to keep getting laid. There you go. That's good, too. But it's like, yeah, you give them jewelry so that when he passes... The wife can sell the jewelry and okay. feed the kids. There's also the trilogy ring. Um, what do you think that represents? Uh, fucking the rebels, the rebel alliance. I don't <laughs> fucking know, dude. 
just trying to get, I heard trilogy and I kept it in the Star Wars realm. It, it's not Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It's past, present, present and, future. and future. Past, present, and future. Like that fucking, um, that song. But see, three, six, nine. Now, this 12, one, 16, 18, this one blows me away. They also created the right hand, 30. the right hand ring. Guess who that was for? The right hand ring? Uh-huh. Is it? Different than the left hand ring. It was well. It was designed to be worn and bought uh, for women as a symbol of independence. So basically, oh. so basically, I think the idea they're was, like, let's lock up all corners of the market, right? But they're like, oh, this old sterile woman mm-hmm. who nobody wanted to court, yeah, she, she deserves one. a ring too, yeah, she one for even herself. though nobody wants to have sex. Yeah, with her, her mother will buy her mother, her father <laughs> so, will buy her one. But that goes on her right hand. Her eighty-year-old mother and father will buy her sixty-year-old daughter a fucking ring. Um, just some more info. Remember the cost. Synthetic started at 200 for a quarter carat uh, and 800 for a full carat. Hmm. It's pretty damn cheap. Uh, anyway, especially when you can pretty much make the clarity as perfect as you want. Lightbox is cranking out 500,000 rough carats a year. That's De Beers' facility in uh, Oregon. And um, now it's just going to be like women are going to be like, I want, I want Princess Diana's old ring. And it's like, okay. Or like, it's going to be like, I want, you know, fucking the ring that Tom Cruise gave his first wife. It's going to end up being like that. Like, you're not going to be able to get like a ring ring. You have to get like a certified famous old ring. I guarantee that's what it's going to be. Provenance, bro. You're talking about the nonce. The nonce. The nonskis. Um, Dave, give me your favorite jingle music because it's a special time for the show. Um, ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries are done. Ding, fries. <laughs> I got. I work at Burger King, making flavor whoppers. I would pay for those of you just joining us, and this you is your want first an episode. Apple pie with that. <laughs> you want an apple pie with that? <laughs> Normally, we have a soundboard. Oh yeah, but it's on the Fritz. Yeah. So, <laughs> so all, 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 all cues today are from. You Dave. said a jingle. Yeah, and I just thought. Holiday jingle. It's uh, it's blood diamond time. Oh, boy. Yeah, we're going to end it on a downer. I bet. I I love in The Art of War when not only does Jared Lord Leto. Lord of War. Lord of War. Lord of War. That not only does Jared. Is Jared Leto? Yeah. Yeah. Not only does Jared Leto die, who is a, uh, Nicolas Cage's uh, brother, but like after he gets shot and killed, <clears throat> he also... The fucking the 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 Lord of War, the other the Black Lord of War, fucking takes half of his blood diamonds away. He's got these like raw diamond cores, and he like he takes the machete and he just takes <coughs> brings half back towards him. I always remember that. Did you ever see Blood Diamond? With, no, with no, Jaiman Hanson, no, no, and uh, Leo. Nah, not into that kind of shit. Okay, we're gonna. I talk- mean, I just saw Lord of War just because I, I mean I would never even usually watch a movie like that. We're gonna talk about blood diamonds. They're okay. also known as conflict diamonds, right? Brown diamonds, yeah. hot diamonds, yeah, and red diamonds. Nice. Well, they're diamonds that are mined in a war zone and sold to finance an insurgency, uh, an invading army's war efforts, terrorism, or a warlord's activity. Right. The term is used to highlight the negative consequence of the diamond trade. Sure. Now, 
Diamond's mind during yeah, the- there's not they all can't be in Botswana, huh? As if the, as if in as if in Botswana it's any better than this shit. We're gonna talk about um, some specific situations. So um, these diamond wars were specific to Angola, Ivory Coast, Sierra Leone, Liberia, Guinea. Gins, Gins, <laughs> not Papa. And Dave, there's a new Guinea. Yeah, not New Guinea, uh. Guinea Bissau, Guinea Bissau, not Papa Gins, Papa Gins. So um, the term conflict resource refers to analogous situations involving other natural resources. Blood diamonds can also be smuggled by organized crime syndicates so that they could be sold on the black market. So we're going to highlight a few of these countries um, involved in the blood diamonds. Um, Angola. Well, it's reported that as much as 21% of the total diamond production in the 80s was sold for illegal and unethical purposes. And 19% was specifically conflict in nature. So in 1999, the illegal diamond trade... I just w- want to know what difference that is than, than the government taking our taxes. <laughs> doing this literally in every other country ever. Just letting, just trying to just put it out there. Okay. By 1999, the illegal diamond trade was estimated by the World Diamond Council to have reduced to 4% of the world's diamond production. Holy shit, the WDC did that? Wow. <laughs> The World Diamond Council <laughs> reported that by 2004, this percentage fell to 1%. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, they fucking, you know what happened? I think there might have been a couple people on the WDC that were bought and paid for that didn't like the Angolan mines. They liked the Botswana mines. Well, according to the WDC... Uh, illegal trade has virtually been eliminated, meaning that more than 99% of diamonds being sold have a legal background. Now, Ivory Coast. Yeah. So Cota de Ivory. They began to develop a fledgling diamond uh, mining industry in the early 1990s. And there was a coup that overthrew <laughs> the government. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder who backed that. Uh, of course. It all goes back to Dulles, bro. Yeah. It all goes back to the Bushes yep. and the Dulleses. And the the beers keys and the yeah Rothschild. So this was in 1999, yeah. and at the time the country became a route for. I wonder ex- why there was a Rwandan genocide around that time. We'll just be patient. Maybe we'll get there. No. Now, um, so at this point, the country became a route for exporting diamonds from uh, Liberia and war-torn Sierra Leone. Yep. Okay. Foreign investment began to withdraw from the Ivory Coast as a result. And to curtail the illegal trade, the nation stopped all diamond mining and the UN Security Council banned all exports of diamonds from Ivory Coast in 2005. Now, this ban lasted 10 years, but it was later lifted. Then just go somewhere else. When the UN voted to suspend the sanction and the Kimberley process officials also noted in 2013 that Ivory Coast was right producing artisanal diamonds. Yeah, artisanal diamonds. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. By hand. Yep. Now, despite UN sanctions, the illicit hand mining <laughs> diamond trade still exists in Like Ivory. what we used to like like gold mining, yeah. hand hand diamond mining, just like that basically. Oh, I've seen with pictures pick, of this. Pick an axe. Yeah, where the people are literally with their hands yes. digging. Yes. Yeah. 12, 9-year-olds, yep. 10, 20. 
Okay, well, despite the UN sanctions, the illicit diamond trade still exists in an Ivory Coast. Rough diamonds are exported out of the country to neighboring states and international trading centers through Northern Forces Nouvelle controlled section of the country, a group which is reported to be using these funds uh, to rearm. Now, Dave, talk about the Congo. Yeah, ugly, gorilla, ugly, <laughs> go away. Well, did you know the Congo, that the D- Democratic Republic of Congo was formerly Zaire? Mm. How did I not know that? Yeah, 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 Zaire. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, they had looting wars in the 1990s. Um, yeah, I remember Zaire used to have a very similar color uh, flag. Well, it's like red, green, and yellow, like all of them. Like all of, them. Like all of Africa? Yeah. yeah, thanks for the insight. Um, <laughs> so for Nigeria, although the, it's green and white. They account for 8% of the world's diamonds. And Morocco. And uh, one of De Beers' most celebrated and priceless diamonds, the D-color 777-carat Millennium Star, Jesus. was discovered in the DRC and sold to De Beers in open competition with other buyers. Yeah. And then... Um, uh, what did the beers do with it? Probably cut it up, sold it. You know, yeah, I don't know. D color, seven hundred seventy-seven carats. By the way, when, once we're through the uh, the blood diamonds, we're going to talk about some the charts. Major, we're going to talk. We're going to talk about some major diamonds. Just mm-hmm. a couple. Cool. So uh, Liberia. Now, did you know, Dave? From eighty-nine to two thousand three, nope. <laughs> Liberia was engaged in a civil war. Ah. Okay. Well, in two, I know a girl that was born in Liberia. She's Armenian. Well, she was born on a cruise. Basically, what happened is, but her father does happen to sell diamonds. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. The UN accused uh, the president there, Charles G. Taylor, of supporting the Revolutionary United Front insurgency in neighboring Sierra Leone. Mm. Well, what they were doing is they were passing over weapons and training for diamonds. So the UN put sanctions on the entire Liberian diamond trade. And then Taylor stepped down in president and he was exiled. They sent him to Nigeria and he faced trial in the Hague and he pleaded not guilty to war crimes. Uh, and he was found guilty anyway. And then he got sentenced to 50 years uh, oh, in the UK. Him, they didn't give him the old uh, gas chamber. No. Um, Whatever they give him. In 1998, the United States embassy bombings, you remember those by oh, Al-Qaeda? Yeah. Sure. Well, the Al-Qaeda allegedly bought gems from Liberia to finance um, their operations. And wow. they found these diamonds and they froze their assets. Oh. So um, I I don't want to end on another civil war. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> but I feel like we have to address Sierra Leone. Okay. So that war started in 91 and lasted until 2002. Mm-hmm. And it cost about 50,000 lives. Wow. Um, this was one of the bloodiest. Uh, you were talking rape, mutilation, torture, abduction. Um, and it was basically because of the RUF, the Revolutionary United Front. They were just ruthless. Um, and they, they killed babies, bro. And, you know, there's still people suffering psychological harm from, you know, this entire situation. Um, at the time, they were mining up to 125 million diamonds yearly. And that was their major funding source. So UN put security sanctions on them as well. And um, 
they lifted them in the early 2000s. I don't remember when. And then um, the latest conflict diamond statistic from Statistic Brain revealed that Sierra Leone has been listed as second highest in the production of conflict diamonds, which is shown as 1% of the world's population after Angola, which was the leader at 2.1%. So um, lastly... There's been tons of legislation, uh, American policy, because, you know, they're concerned about all this. So Clinton was one of the first that uh, issued an executive order prohibiting um, importation of diamonds from Sierra Leone. Bush uh, W. did the same thing. Um, And then um, the United States uh, Department of State also maintains um, an office for a special advisor for conflict diamonds. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, if you have a situation you want to report, yeah, that's the office you go to. So um, I want to talk, Dave, mm-hmm. about some of the most famous diamonds in the world. Let's hear it. Now, <clears throat> we're going to start at the top and we'll work our way down. What would you guess carat weight of the largest known diamond is? 700 something something carats. Five 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 point uh-huh. five five. Mm. This is the diamond known as the Enigma. Mm. Um, they don't know exactly where it came from. Mm. They think Brazil, possibly Central Africa. Uh, it's said to have fifty-five sides, and it is the largest cut diamond on the earth. It went on sale in Sotheby's in as recently as twenty twenty-two, and Sotheby's claimed it might have come from a, media, a meteor. Mm. Okay. Interesting. Disputed claim, however. Right. Now, this one I thought you would enjoy. It's called the colon in one. It's 530 carats. Came from South Africa. It's the largest stone obtained from the colon in diamond, which was the colon in one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or great star of Africa. Mm-hmm. Well, it's currently located in the head of the scepter of the British crown jewels. There you go. I knew it was something to do with that. Yeah. And then um, you want to hear about the colon in two? Sure. Okay. That's the second largest stone obtained from the colon in one. <laughs> so, Where's that one? On the scepter of Wales. <laughs> whatever. Pretty much. It's in the British royal family. Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they get all that good shit. Yeah, obviously. They own all of it. Yeah. I think uh, the Queen owns, I mean, Brit, British, Brit, Brit, the Brits own most of Africa. I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure they just run the most of Africa. I mean, now now the Chinamen have come, well, no, chi- Chinese businessmen. Is <laughs> what my grandfather used to say that all the time. <laughs> I meant to say Chinese businessmen. And he meant no disparaging. And that's what comments. you would say, Chin- yeah. Chinamen. Yeah. I mean, Chinese businessmen. Yeah. Would, uh, now they're coming over to Africa and they're stirring some shit up. But they don't, I don't think they care too much about diamonds. Well, how about the incomparable diamond? Wow. 407 carats. Jesus Christ. Mined from the, the DRC. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was put up on eBay in 2002. So wait, you don't tell me how much the 2022 sold for. They don't say. Oh, what? These are priceless objects, dude. They oh, just hang yeah. out and fucking... You can't go up to the queen and be like, bitch, I want the scepter diamond. Yeah. Do you know what I, I mean? How much they give them for it? Well, I've, I have one. I have one that I'll give you a price okay, on. Thanks. Anyway, they put this incomparable diamond up on eBay, and um, uh, it's internally flawless. Several other smaller diamonds were also cut from the same crystal. Now, 
uh, we talked about the Colonin too. Um, you got the Great Mogul. You got the Centenary Diamond. You got the Jubilee Diamond. I'm guessing that's with the Queen. Um, you got the Rock, uh, reportedly the size of <laughs> a golf ball. You uh, smell. Yeah, uh, it was reportedly the size of a golf ball. Now, Dave, uh, what would you think is the world's most famous diamond? The one from Blue Streak. <laughs> Martin Short. <laughs> and not Martin Short with the... Yeah. With the Keep going. Not Martin Short. What the fuck? Martin, Gina's mine. Ma Martin. <laughs> Martin, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. So you've never Yo heard. Yo, Tango, Ungato, and Mies Pantalones. Right? You, you've never heard of a diamond called the Hope Diamond, Dave? I've heard of the Hope Diamond, yes. Okay. So the Hope Diamond is reportedly cursed. Oh, and if you own it, you die. Nice. But that's a myth. Oh, I and assume so. It's all fucking bullshit. If you like if, all the stories are bullshit, they're all bullshit uh, just awesome. to further the legend. Yeah. Well, remarkably, sounds like some bad marketing or some really good marketing from other people. It's only 45 carats. It's still pretty fucking big, dude. Are it's not 555. Me? No, but those are crazy, bro. So it uh, nuts. It, it was like one of the most famous diamonds uh, from the Middle Ages. It's like the largest, like 45 carats, like the biggest you could wear. You can't wear much bigger than that. I, I don't know if you can wear it. I think it goes around wear, your neck. Go, yeah, wear it around your neck. Anyway. You're not going to wear fucking 500 carats around your neck. It's, it's the size of fucking... It's the size of a chicken pot pie. I don't think it's that big. 555 no? carats? Oh, okay. um, anyway, it would be. the Hope Diamond, it, everybody's owned it. Um, Harry Winston owned it in the early part of the century. And... It's uh, it's not a clear diamond. It's grayish blue. And it is now residing in the Smithsonian. And its value is somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 to $400 million. So if that 200 to $400 million for the Hope Diamond, you got to think that the Queen Scepter shit, which is like, what, seven it's or eight times? Billions. It's in the billions. I mean, it's the Cullinan one, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say what? It's called the Colonin One. Yeah, it's yeah, a great name. Anyway, um, I I really enjoyed uh, yeah. all this diamond stuff. It's sure. made me rethink the entire process. Good. Um, the doc, Dave. Yes. Before I rate it, mm -hmm. you have an announcement to make because last week you said you were going to watch your first documentary. Yes. You're going to go home and va watch Valley Uprising, right. which is a first on the show. So will you tell our listeners what you thought about it? I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I really, really, really was going to watch it, and then I got tired, yep. and I didn't watch it. So uh, I only asked out. because I know people, it's gonna happen. people were waiting. It's going to happen. Dave, this documentary yeah. is very, very well made. I'm going to give it three dockings out mm, of four. It's not go. perfect, but yeah. it's very, very good. You follow three these, these three distinct storylines. You have yeah. Dosan, you've got Michael Rappaport, and you've got the star of the show, Aja. Aja. Just because she's just so, her, her, she's got comedic timing, and sure. she's just so honest. So I do encourage uh, you all to watch it. Now, Dave, mm -hmm. you mentioned on the top of the show, um, we were going to read a bunch of reviews. Yeah. Um, I didn't have time to look at them, so we're going to mm. push those to next week. Okay, great. Now, we do have a special teaser. Um, oh. Next week, mm -hmm. we are going to cover a fascinating biography mm -hmm. of John DeLorean. Wow, the brother of the DeLorean. 
The other DeLorean brother. Who was the other DeLorean brother? The car. I don't know. No, no. it's that guy. It is. It's, it's it's the guy who made the car. Correct. It's oh, not his not, brother. It's they not Tom make, DeLorean? No, they okay. didn't make a, a movie okay. about DeLorean's it's brother. Craig, they made a movie about um, the DeLorean. It's not Craig Christ? No. <laughs> Fucking Craig Christ. I don't even know who that is. Uh, that's an old joke song that somebody wrote about okay. Jesus' brother, Craig. Um, as always, guys, we appreciate you taking the time to listen. We always need your help. So please leave us a message on Spotify. And we'll catch up on those reviews next week. Follow us at Down on the Docs on Twitter and Down on the Docs Pod at uh, Instagram. Always, you can send us an email at downonthedocs at gmail.com. We thank Broccoli Farms. And we will see you next week with episode 71 of Framing John DeLorean.